you know what's what's weird all the all what? this time sitting here i wanted to ask you one yeah. question that i don't know if you've answered in one of your your older uh hyphenation posts mm-hmm. where did you get the name hyphen from um well that's quite easy to explain i don't know if i've ever said it on the pod i feel like i might have at some point but might have been one of those things where i just kind of said it real quick and didn't make a big deal out of it so when i decided i wanted to be a rapper mr lamory <laughs> i was trying to pick out a name and yeah exactly Sorry. so you're good and so i was like you know what i like basketball and I don't know why, but I just like the word style. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to be B-style. B-S-T-Y-L-E. That's how it was spelled. B-style yeah. with a hyphen. And then one day I was flipping through the pages of the source. And I saw there was already a rapper over the West Coast called C-style. Okay. And I was like, man, which is Crip style, obviously. And mm-hmm. I was like, man, there's already a C-style. There's no way there's not a B-style. I, I don't know if this is going to work. I don't want to be B-style and find out there's another B-style. Right. So the way I would write my rap sometimes, I would literally write out hyphen in the rap. So I'd be like, B-S-T-Y-L-E, whatever rap I was writing, and I'd rhyme off of the E or whatever. But I would literally put B-hyphen in there. And I was like, I guarantee you there's not anybody out there that's called B-hyphen. So... I dropped the style, and then that's when I became B-hyphen. Huh. You dropped the style, but you kept the swag. <laughs> oh, shit. And, and that's how it's done, my friend. <laughs> For real, it is. It is. Some life changes. Life choices. Mm-hmm. All of those things happen. Speaking of life changes and life choices, uh-huh. I watched two movies because you know life is fucking busy Mm -hmm. um and i gotta say watching them over is like going back into your own time capsule because there's so many little things that is you know present day for them that is the past for us that i'm like oh my god this only makes sense if you were around for all of these things the whole People having to call each other on on phones and wait at pay phones, and how people literally live their lives long periods of time before another phone call. I'm like, damn, yeah, man, yeah, it, it, it's definitely <laughs> it, it's amazing how you how we used to kill time when uh we weren't on an actual phone call or on a phone all the time. It's, it's ridiculous. I like, I remember it obviously, but I don't know if I could honestly, if someone said tomorrow, all right, all the cell phones are getting shut down. We're going back to landlines tomorrow. I, I don't know <laughs> how I would act, <laughs> you know, no more Wi-Fi. It, it, it'd be totally different. I think no more Wi-Fi would be the hardest thing for people to get rid of. <sighs> yeah. Because, I mean, just all business is done on internet. And mm-hmm. without it, it's like, hey, uh, I guess we're all going to sell drugs now because <laughs> how are we going to make it? Like, my job is literally, the majority of it is online. Mm-hmm. And then, so is mine, but mine is all hardwired. Right. And then the physical part, 
like if there's anything broken, I have to order parts to replace. I mean, you could find a phone number somewhere, but still, nah. Yeah, man. Um, so what movies did you watch, sir? I watched Mallrats and Clerk. Oh, nice. No, did you not have any luck on Dogma, or did you? That's just what you had time for. That's what I had time for. For whatever okay. reason, the last week and a half has just been like, you know, when things are busy, and then you're like, no, I have a break here, and mm-hmm. as soon as you start something, it's like, nope, nope, not a break, not a break. It was just the lull before the storm. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Um, the funny thing is, if we had done this last Tuesday, I didn't have a Dogma finished. No, so, no, because uh, I'd started on Sunday and I was like, oh, yeah, I got plenty of time to watch Dogma. No, I didn't have any time to watch Dogma after I started on Sunday. And so literally I was rolling up and I was like, I'm just going I know what happens. I'm just going to wing it. We'll be fine. And then you, you said you couldn't do it. And so it literally took me like the next couple of nights or whatever. I just kept watching about half an hour chunks until I finished Dogma. So it kind of worked out that um. I that I had not that uh, we didn't record last Tuesday because that's the only one that I watched. Because like I said, all the other ones I'm intimately familiar with. Dogma was the only one that I wasn't whole. Like I, I don't I had never seen it all the way through. I'm it's pretty sure where I was at with it. I knew what it was about, but I'd never seen the whole thing. So it was my real first watch of Dogma, mm. and I, I'm glad that I got to have that extra time to actually take it in for myself and kind of, especially after my religion episode. Oh, <laughs> that's actually one of the things that I remember about, um, because I went to, so I went to Catholic school, mm-hmm. uh, and Dogma was one of the things that they made us watch because... Catholic school did? Y- yeah. You know what? Oh, wow. I-, I was lucky that both of my Catholic schools, they forced you to look at religion a little differently. They forced you to think about religion in a critical way. Mm-hmm. Because it's super easy to just be head down from the books, but your heart isn't in it until you can think about it critically. Yeah. You know what I mean, <clears throat> absolutely. Um, and, and, you know, since we're already having good conversation, I'm just going to go ahead and say, welcome to the Barack Obama. Of see, I messed it up. Right. I, I, I stuttered. I, this is the ninth one of this month on Lambs. You you are the only double double person on here. Ooh. So I've had eight guests. You were the last one of of, of October. Oh, by the way, people yep. listening, welcome to the Barack Obama Approved World's Greatest Podcast. Hyphenation. There we go. Um, I'm your very sleepy, very sleep deprived host, Kellen Conley, and. Uh, um, Michael Lamarique is with me again. So everybody say hi to Lambs. Hi, hi Lambs. <laughs> Hello, um, people in the far, far, far back row. There you go. I see you. I didn't want to say it because I didn't want to jinx it. But in case you hadn't noticed, October here on Hyphen Nation has been guest month where every single episode that came that took place in October, all nine episodes proper, even the one I had to cancel and then stayed up till two in the morning making sure I had an episode for last night. Mm-hmm. All those episodes had a guest on it. And then Michael Lamarick was the first one with Jay-Z episode, and now he's back. And we're Closing. gonna we're gonna talk Ouch. about some different things. That's right. Um grand opening, grand closing. God damn! Uh, did you have to do that, man? Uh, of, of course I did. Gave me shit. yes. I I assure you, we're open. <laughs> <laughs> 
and and me and Lammer, as you you're already in the in the throes of our conversation here, I may have mentioned it a time or fourteen on the podcast. I am a big fan of Kevin Smith, a huge Kevin Smith fan, like the biggest. Like if someone said literally name name me three of your inspirations, Kevin Smith would be one or two out of my mouth, and. I I had been wanting to talk about Kevin Smith on the pod, but I was like, man, can I really sit there and do a Kevin Smith pod for an hour? Sure, I could, but I was like, I'd really like to bring in a guest, but I knew Marcus wasn't up on game, who is normally my my go-to on these things. And then I I think we brought this up when we were talking about, ironically enough, Jay-Z and the NFL, where you said something about Kevin Smith or something, or maybe we had talked about it before even, because we talked about Jay and Silent Bob Reboot, which just came out. And you were like, yeah, I'm, I'm totally into Kevin Smith movies and stuff. And I was like, well, if you like will indulge me a little bit, we could sit here and just talk about the career and works of Kevin Smith for a while. And I'd be one happy podcaster. Hey, I'm here. And so like like he said on the last time, he was like, I'm the guy who will drive, go through four state lines to come get you when you're, you're broke down. Um I'm just that guy. Just like then, Lambs is now here to help me put to bed guest month and finally scratch that Kevin Smith itch that I've been dying to scratch on the World's Greatest Podcast. I'm here to do more than the necessary because I'm that great. You are. You're so great, in fact, that you called me on Skype on Saturday and I thought it was a butt dial, but it was actually about business. That's how great you actually are. I actually want us to do good, big things, you know? Yeah. Sometimes I'm all talk, but then there are actually times when all that sound and all that bluster means something. And and, and that's important. Even as with most, I'm going to keep going to baseball analogies because it is the fall classic happening you, right now. Wait, have we yeah. ever talked about how much I dislike baseball? No, but I had a feeling. It, it just seemed it just seemed like one. More often than not, I meet more people who don't like baseball than actually like baseball. So that doesn't surprise me. But I mean, it, it, I mean it's just for me. I feel I, I have reasons. Okay. We, talk, we can talk about it another day. We can talk about a lot of things I dislike and I have reasons. But well, we can talk about it now because I'm making a, a baseball analogy. And if K-Rock was here, you know that she loves a good segue. Okay. So All I'm right, just so. going to say I'm going to keep with the fall classic references going and just like a good cleanup hitter you're not always going to get a clutch hit or drive home a a runner um every time up at the plate you're going to leave people on base and you're going to let the fans down but when when the time comes as long as you come through semi-consistently enough just like you where you're like sometimes i'm not about bluster i'm about that action as long as you're about that action on a semi-regular basis and you can drive home crucial runs as you're known to do lambrique then it's perfectly fine that uh sometimes bluster and sometimes it's actually action yeah sometimes it's more than lightning there's actually thunder (laughs) so why do you hate baseball My name is Miles Amadeus Prower. I have what I believe is a pretty cool podcast that you probably never heard of. I Black Man Podcast is a view of a white world, seen with the aid of a black light and a little humor to help you cope. So check out the I Black Man Podcast on iTunes and anywhere you listen to podcasts. This is the I Black Man Podcast, offensively black. 
So baseball, <laughs> I hate because it's not a team sport. It's a very individual sport. And it's one at a time when you're on offense and there are nine people on the field trying to stop you. Mm-hmm. Secondly, for all of the quote-unquote plays that they have, it really all starts the same exact way. Person throws the ball, and there's a strike zone, so it's not like they throw the ball and the batter has to you know, move all sorts of directions to actually try to hit the ball. No. They throw the ball into the strike zone. They hit the ball. Now, the thing about being a batter is that you practice hitting the ball over and over again so that you can consistently hit home runs or if you know you're a more tactical player you you can you know make the ball go wherever you want but it's really not a sport it's not excuse me it is a sport because there is a bit of endurance involved and there's exercise but if you've seen some of the older players when they got fat and they were still on the field, that shows you how not sporty it could be. Yeah. No, I, I can I completely see your point of view. Yeah. Um, and, and, and the thing about it that I believe that a lot of people appreciate is the numbers in it. And, it's, and it became hugely popular because of all of the betting involved. And there's, no, there's, there's a lot of guesswork to it, and there's some finesse. But it's really not, like, it's not really a sport that I feel like you can watch. You go to if you go to a baseball game, and it is the most boring sport to watch. There's more chatter going on than actual sport. Baseball games are great social events. Yes, they are great social That's events. That's why, like, you're always yes, like, but hey, we're means- having our company picnic at the baseball game. Everybody come out. Yeah, that means you're not really watching the game. Right. You're socializing. Mm-hmm. You go to a football game, you're Hell no. so, you're you're supporting the team. You're Forget about the it. Game. You go to a basketball game, same thing. You go to a hockey game, same thing. You go to a golf a golf tournament, guess what? You're supporting that one player. You're clapping. You're following that person and every other person who comes to hit the ball. Shout out to Tiger Woods, by the way. Yeah, I know. He went Oh man, I am so glad he's He's coming back. Oh, me too, man. That Masters win was awesome, but we're talking about baseball. Stop trying to take it off track. No, but but that's another sport where, you know, (laughs) it's one person specifically working against the odds, right? One person Mm -hmm. hitting a ball as far as they could. But that take, oh, actually, no, there's a whole lot more finesse involved in in golf than in baseball. That shit is amazing. But anyway, baseball, you can literally – watch or they can have a game that goes on for several hours yes they can because there's no time limit nope what's the time limit exactly what's a time limit how uh, the score can go pretty far if the other team is is trash because there's no um what it's not a choke rule it's um mercy rule mercy rule there's no mercy rule so if you're losing 52 to zip, you're not going to be like, all right, um, you know, this horse is dead. Can you please stop kicking it? <laughs> no, let's keep going. Hey, we're at the top of the seventh. Um, who else wants to score? Exactly. <laughs> I don't believe that's sportsmanship. And 
I think the most interesting about baseball is when there's fights. But I'd rather watch that in hockey when they're straight up and they will fight. I'd rather watch that in basketball when they uh, even used though, to fight. Yeah, they used to fight. Yeah. I was going to say there's a lot of chest mumping and a lot of pushing now than fighting because they don't want <laughs> they don't want those fines. But yeah, but but that's just like what is baseball? What are we doing? Are we are we watching the sport or are we socializing? If we're socializing, then the sport isn't what we're here for then why are we here and also because the red sox own boston going to a game they should <clears throat> going to a game is one of the most expensive things you'll ever do i have heard that that's probably one of the reasons i've never attempted to come to fenway even no. though i'm dying no you know what if you ever come i can probably try to get you into fenway for at least a tour but I mean, don't get me wrong. I'd, I'm, why am I? Why am I scoffing? I would love to have a tour of Fenway. Yeah. Let me stop being an ungrateful twenty-four year old. No, I'm no, thinking, no. I'm apparently acting like my old self. Yeah. <laughs> Bring it back to two thousand uh, hyphen. Two thousand seven hyphen. Yeah. Gosh. No, um, but, I would but, love a tour of Fenway. I can't even lie about that. It's really interesting when you go through the the mucks inside of uh, Fenway. It's like the old bones on top of with a uh, new skin on top of it. It's really interesting. Yeah. But you're paying $40 for nosebleed seats and you could possibly be sitting behind a, behind a girder. Yeah. No, I don't like that. I don't like that at all. And then $10 beer. Yeah. Why? Got free game before. Why is Budweiser costing me anything more than three bucks? <laughs> Got to got to keep bringing uh bringing in that stadium revenue, buddy. That's what it's all about. When ten ounces of Budweiser is costing you an a dollar an ounce, fuck that place. Because <laughs> I can go to a few bars around the corner, or actually, I can go to a few bars where I can get Bud for a dollar draft. Nice. Why am I gonna pay ten? Uh, to watch the the beauty of baseball take place. And seven dollars for hot dog, twelve dollars for sausage. No, no, no. They're just just taking my money at this point. I am not going that to. That is let the that point. <laughs> they do want your money, so. Oh, they do. Big business. Oh, oh, this is the oddest thing I've ever seen on, on. Oh, that is odd. What is what happened? What is happening? So uh, a friend of mine reposted something that was on uh, Facebook Marketplace, mm-hmm. and it says, good set of used titties for sale. What? <laughs> it's, excuse me. It's a pair of size D silicone bags. Wow. Used silicone on the Marketplace. Yep. 2019. You're almost over, but you're the gift that keeps on giving sometimes. Wow, this one will probably give you a lot of things you don't want. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right. Anyway, speaking of things you don't want, Mm -hmm. I I got no segue. I just wanted to say that. Um, Yeah, and it's my show. I do what I want. Lamps. Yeah. What was your first earliest memories of uh, exposure to Kevin Smith's films? Or Kevin Smith, uh, the person, but the director, all that stuff. Just Kevin Smith in general, or the movies. So, 
I remember hearing about Jay and Silent Bob in the 2000s, but really the first movie that I really ever watched was Dogma before I went back and watched um, Clerks and Mallrats. Well, actually, Mallrats came out while I was in high school, I think. It came out in, like, 98? Uh, Mallrats came out in 1995. 95, yeah. It was like, yeah, I I remember that coming out, and I was like, is that going to be good? Is that going to be interesting? And it was like, uh, this movie by Kevin Smith. I don't know that guy, but people were talking about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but Dogma was pushed on us by my uh, high school um, my high school theology class. Wow. Which, yeah, which is crazy. It sounds Cause, crazy. Because dogma, in case people don't know, like it, it caused quite the uproar with with uh, the Catholics, man. It did, but this is also like around the time that people were also watching Jesus get flogged. Oh, well, this is true because uh, the Passion came out. I feel like that was like what two thousand and two when the Passion came out. Passion of Christ came out. Uh, Let's yeah. play the year game. Passion of uh, the Christ, I guess. It's going to give me... Uh, that's not 2004. Wow. Oh, see? I, thought, I, I knew it was after. I thought that came out before then. Jeez. <laughs> um, yeah, Dogma was 99, Chasing Amy was 97, and Mallrats is 95. Chasing Amy, I heard, because um, somebody told me about Chasing Amy and said it was really good. Mm-hmm. But, but I didn't get a chance to see that back then. So... So you you watch Dogma in your high school class and 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 just for the record let me just let me just state that um let's see the Catholic League announced the whole movie as blasphemy and organized protests delayed its release in many countries and led to at least two death threats against Kevin Smith yeah. um yeah like th- this movie caused a, a minor uproar so much so that they literally had um b- before the movie started they had a warning saying hey this is just jokes and it was like several cards of text leave it to kevin smith to ramble um seven several cards of text where he's just apologizing for uh for essentially what you're about to watch while making jokes at his own expense and at the critic's expense um it was a big deal (laughs) it was a big deal because nobody nobody puts a film something that asked the questions that some people would, you know, there's nobody, nobody puts a film to say, Hey, uh, how come nobody's ever questioned God's motives or where is everything? Where is God period? You know, and Mm -hmm. dogma did dogma did and put it in a really pragmatic sort of way. It wasn't really answering your questions, but kind of repeating them. It was like, well, how do you really feel about your faith if you're asking this? Yeah. And Kevin Smith was raised Catholic. And by the time he wrote this movie, um, I don't think he was practicing anymore. But as someone who is is kind of trying to find his own spiritual identity and everything, to watch this movie now as a 36-year-old versus watching it in like when it came out as a let's say 99 I've been I've been I've been 16 years old so I wouldn't have appreciated it as much then and even if I had watched it a few years later I don't think I would have appreciated it as much cuz 
because this this movie does ask a lot of weird questions. Mind you, there's a shit monster in it, so don't get it twisted. <laughs> this movie's right. still ridiculous. Kevin Smith's View of Universe fair, but it it does ask a lot of crazy questions, and it has some high quality performances from some good ass actors, and is really well put together. Not not shot the best because Kevin Smith isn't the best director oh, as God. far as some of the action that has ha- has to happen in this movie, but um, it is it is quite the take on religion in general. And what do we do with that? We leave it alone. <laughs> um so so what did you think when you watched it in high school so in high school so how do i say this in high school it was like okay we we watched it twice okay we watched it twice within like two weeks the first time it was like okay you're watching it just to watch it and then the second time we watched it to analyze it so one of the biggest things about it was, oh my god, we're watching a movie with so much swearing in it in the middle of religion class. Alright. <laughs> this is happening. <laughs> right. A, but then a ton was, of swearing. But then it was like, hey, this is the perks of actually being in, in high school. You actually can flex your uh, your First Amendment. Um, But I think in high school when I watched it, I think it went over my head. Because I was like, yeah, you see, all of these other people have questions about their faith as well. And nobody's able to really answer shit. And even the angels aren't even angel, able to answer shit. Why are we, you know, what, what are we doing? And not what are we doing? Like, why are we still asking questions and mm-hmm. trying to do the same things every single time and pushing everything on faith? And I was like, I don't know. But it was also an angry, confused christian yeah and apparently a christian who decided he wanted to be angry and rap in the 2000s is that what i heard you say earlier today i'm <laughs> never a rapper but i was around <laughs> i was around enough of them i was around enough of the uh insidious types yes <laughs> the insidious types so j- just to break down who who's in this movie real quick for those of you who are, haven't seen it and honestly it may be difficult for some of y'all to see it because I just told Lamb this on Saturday the, it's not available in streaming because literally the Weinstein's bought this movie um they um because it, it is a it was a Lionsgate Miramax film so they bought the film to release it oh, okay. but then when they did the actual deal itself. Like for the DVDs and uh, and the VHSs and everything like that, they did that. It went out in the world, and then they never renewed the deal for streaming. And then with all the problems that the Weinstein's have now, it literally isn't available streaming anywhere. So you may not be able to see this movie very easily without going through um a couple hoops, so to speak. Um, so if you're not prepared, you you may have to literally be on eBay trying to get this movie. And I would still recommend it. So Ben Affleck's in this movie. Matt Damon. Linda Fiorentino. Sama Hayek. Jason Lee. Jason Mewes. Alan Rickman. Chris Rock. George Carlin. Alanis Morissette. Um, and then finally, Kevin Smith, The Silent Bob. That is the best lineup of actors that he's actually had in a film. 
like to date, I think. You know, you forgot Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, right? No, I started with Affleck and, and Matt Damon. I said Matt Ben Affleck, Matt Damon. That was the first two I said. Oh, I thought you started with Linda Fiorentino. You are not paying attention. I am. I, I'm, I swear. Are your children running around bothering you? I just sent one of them to go take a shower. I'll see if it works. Oh, MJ. Yeah. MJ. <laughs> it's like that. He's just sitting there curled in the bed and listening to me. I'm like, can you get your stink ass out of here and go shower, please? <laughs> Be prepared for the morning. Yeah. Um, yeah, I did say half fleck in, uh, in uh, Mad Damon, though. Don't you worry. Okay. Bad fleck. Bad fleck, exactly. Yeah, this is a, there was a lot that happened in there. There was a lot of people in there. And God damn. It's a murderer's row of people, man. It really is. How did he get all of these people in there? Well, let me explain it to you real quick. So Affleck, Affleck, of course, was in, um, he was in, um, he wasn't in, uh, damn, he wasn't in Clerks, but he was in Mallrats. So there's a a connection there. Wait a minute, before you go on. Yeah. So I'm on Amazon. Yeah. Do you know how much the DVD is going for? Uh, Over 50. Yep. It's $76 on Amazon right now. That does not surprise me. The Blu-ray is ninety-eight bucks. See the see what the man does, man. Yo, let me find my Dogma DVD and sell that because I, I could come. I could deal with the come up. Okay, yeah. There's a new uh, the one I just searched up on Amazon. There's a new one for one hundred and four ninety-nine, and then the cheapest used Blu-ray is forty-seven dollars seventy-three cents. That's used. And DVDs, the most expensive DVD that I have here. Um, goes up to seventy five ninety nine, um, and that's new. And then the cheapest used copy I can find is four dollars and thirty five cents. Yeah, that's that's a lot. <laughs> and like, it's region two. <laughs> what the hell does that even it's mean? Region two. Like that matters anymore. Well, it says this this will not play on most DVD players sold in the U.S. Work on mine. <laughs> way to go lamb so i again just going back to the cast funny story that i can tell you oh before i do that affleck was on mall rats so that's how he came in ah. um jason lee was also the lead character mall rats uh so that's how he, that connection is there um Chris Rock and Rickman and Carlin if i remember correctly from from what i've seen i think Smith just asked them, and they all had availability, and they're like, sure. So that that was an issue. Uh, I don't know if Fiorentino actually tried out to be Bethany. Mm. Sama Hayek, I feel like, was maybe another thing where, where Kevin just asked, and she was like, I'm available. Because this movie was shot in a very small time frame. Because it was shot from, let's see, where's that? Um because Kevin Smith films crazy quick. So yeah. I really think it was shot over like a period of maybe two months to 45 days. So it wasn't a very long shoot. So for most of the stuff where the whole cast was there, they literally are probably there only for X amount of days. And it only took a week or two out of their whole schedule. Mm-hmm. And so that, well, that made the thing a whole lot easier. Um, but I, I just got to say like, um, the the performances that Kevin Smith pulled out of all of these guys, like Affleck, um, the, he's like this is after Goodwill Hunting. 
He's great as Bar- Bartleby. Matt Damon's great as Loki. Um, Linda Fiorentino, she she was solid. I, I've seen other people say otherwise that she kind of phoned in her performance, but she's never been Miss Major Energy Actor anyway. Sama Hayek, gold, especially as a stripper. Jason Lee, scene stealer. Jason Mewes, come on, he's Jay. stripper that sits there and tells everybody their business. Yeah, exactly. Um, Chris Rock. Chris Rock had a lot to do in this movie. Like, I, somebody, somebody had told me to watch the movie and think of it through Chris Rock's perspective, and it changes the whole movie. And I was like, maybe. It, it, but, it totally could. But still, there's still a lot happening here. He, he literally, like next to Affleck and Damon... I feel like he had the most lines and he had the most dialogue with a lot of people. This might be the film where Chris Rock literally had the most to do, out of, even out of the ones where he was the starring character. Mm. He had a lot of heavy exposition to get through. Did he have any other good movies after? <sighs> I mean, do you want to get into it? Let's let's go on this Chris Rock ride real quick. Let's do I it. It's like I got nothing else to do. Not like we're here to talk about Kevin Smith or anything. So here I we mean, go. We are, but you got to think about like, <laughs> all the things he did after. All so, right. So Dog was ninety nine. Yeah. Down to Earth was uh, two thousand one. What did you think of Down to Earth? I didn't like it. It was fine. Yeah, I, I wasn't a huge huge fan. Um, and then everything else. Head of State, I kind of liked. Because that's the next thing that pops in my head where I think that he actually had a, a feature role. Mm-hmm. That was fine. But then he has, like, he really doesn't do too much until the Longest Yard remake when he pops up as Caretaker. Let me see. He he did some voice work and, and some, some comedy things, some documentaries. And but there wasn't anything serious. He did Madagascar. Well, yeah, that's the voice work I was talking about. That's that is huge, but that's yeah. also an ensemble thing. So it's not like he was the lead of that. Very true. Very true. H- have you seen? I think I love my wife. Have I? No. That shit is a ride, lambs. Let me tell you. Is that the one where she tries to kill him? No, no. He's literally married to, um, not Carrie. Um, what is what is her name? He's married to. Super fine. Gina Torres. Gina Torres is his wife in this movie. Mm. Gorgeous woman. And essentially, um, he 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 runs into this. Is it an old friend? Yeah, he has an old friend, Carrie Washington, like peak before scandal Carrie Washington. Good uh, they're they're good friends. And then suddenly he starts spending more time with her. I think she ends up with a job at his job. Uh, they start working in the same place. And so literally this whole movie is about the will they or won't they, will he cheat on his wife? He wants to, but will he do the deed and all this thing? It's it's hilarious and it's actually really well done. But then at the end, they just say, fuck it and throw everything at the wall. And it ends with like a musical number. It's crazy. Really? Wow. Yes. It, I caught it. I can't. I avoided it for years, but then I finally sat down and watched it one afternoon a couple years back, and I was like, "This is actually pretty good." Oh. And then at the end, it kind of fits that they just said, "Fuck it, we're going to do what we want," and it ha- and ended like this. So I, I think I love my wife is okay. Right. It, I, I would recommend that as far as the Chris Rock movie. Uh, did you see Death at a Funeral? Uh, no. Damn it. 
And I'm mad because that's something that I've been wanting. When I had heard about it, oh, I had oh I had wanted to watch it, and I just never made the time to freaking sit down and watch it. All right, so Death at a Funeral is another one of those movies where there's a a British version, mm-hmm. and then there is the American version. Gotcha. Yeah, because it's a remake of the 2007 movie. Yes. Right. And it's, I mean, this one is still funny, but I feel like this was also uh, black comedy stretching things too far sometimes. Kind of like when, okay, okay, not comedy wise, but do you think it's one of those things where it's like, um, I, I haven't seen it, but you know, sometimes where they'll do a black remake of something and they don't need to do a black remake of something. Would you say that's qualifies? Like I, Steel Magnolias. Yes, yes, it is. Okay. It definitely is. Okay. And I'm not taking anything away from it because there were some funny parts, but the thing about the um, UK version is how they. We, I don't know. You'd have to watch enough UK TV shows to know they just let the joke land mm-hmm. without, you know. Without ushering it to the landing. Damn. So when something happens, it's like, okay, that happened. And they're moving on to the next. It's like the break slam real quick. Yes. Got gotcha. um, It's like how people used to talk about The Office. And how, mm-hmm. wait, wait, wait. But only season one or series one of the UK version versus series one, season one of the American version. The UK version, the first season was hilarious then and versus the uh in in comparison to the american version oh no (laughs) the american version didn't have the hits well eventually they got there obviously but yeah they they got their legs under them at at some point but i say so but i know what you're trying to say yeah the comedy didn't translate as well it it didn't because they were trying i feel like they were trying to do it you know note for note and it doesn't work the same but um, they 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 found their they found what to do, but death at a funeral is hilarious, and Peter Dinklage reprises his role as uh, nice as the midget lover. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Peter Dinklage. What was he in? Have you ever heard of a movie called Penelope? That sounds familiar. I might have seen Christina Ricci. It's like two thousand six. I had never heard of this movie, but essentially there was a family curse. It's it's a Halloween film. Um, it essentially, there was a family curse, and the curse essentially said that the firstborn daughter uh, of the uh, of this family lineage will be born with a pig's face. And so Christina Ritchie is Penelope, and she's literally born with a pig's face. And Peter Dinklage is in this movie, and he's hilarious. I do remember that movie, but I just don't remember... Like everything that happened in it, I do remember watching it though. Right, I've I've seen bits and pieces because Aaliyah's watched it like twice now since uh since beginning of October, and I, I've been in and out and stuff. I I kind of got the gist of the whole thing, but so would would you say that Chris Rock has not had another like aside from like we all know he has the what is the one film that he had with um Rosario Dawson, um top five top five. And that's the one that got all the critical acclaim as far as the movie goes. Have you seen Top 5? I've never watched Top 5. I didn't see Top 5, but CB4 is his real big movie. Oh, okay. Yeah. What, what am I thinking? Damn. Because CB4 
what year was that? That was like 92? 93. 93, so I was right there. Yeah. Wait, what movie was it where he said, he'll, I'll suck your... D-? No, that wasn't him. That was... uh. That was him. Yeah, he was in New Jack City. Yeah, yeah, he was he in was, New Jack City. He was in New Jack. I mean, he's he was in some shit, man. Like, let let me just but run down. It's just that he only had like little bits. Yes, he had little things, and then CB four happens. So CB four would, would probably would probably be his number one movie. Let let's let's not be let's not joke anymore now that we're acknowledging that. Yeah, CB four is his shit, right? There. Yeah. But then I've heard good things about Top 5. I've never watched Top 5, but I've heard good things. I think he is great in Dogma. And then, like you said, uh, you also enjoy the uh, remake of um, Death of a Funeral. And then I said I also like, um, I think I love my wife. So he he's had moments, but he also knows his lane where it's like, I can do stand-up stuff and then just do these little bit parts of movies and continue to be paid because he he's got it he's got it made essentially. Yeah. And he's part of the Sandler the Sandler family. I think because of that and him his he knows his lane and how to stay in it and still mm-hmm. relevant. Yes. And he he knows that if he tries something let's say he can try something, but it's not going to be way too experimental. Right. Whereas, you know, other people go far out. He's like, no, 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 I'll try a voice acting role. And he, and it's a small voice acting role. He's but it like, brings Buku dollars. Oh, <laughs> listen, it brought He's made three Madagascars, right? Three Madagascar movies. Yes. And, um, what else did it have? Uh, three Madagascar movies. And a was... movie. Oh, the other one was Dr. Doolittle, where he did the voice of the, uh, fucking hamster. Was it a hamster or was it? <laughs> oh, wow. I haven't seen a, re- seen a Dr. Doolittle in so long. That movie was. I, I forgot all about it. I watched that a month ago with my daughter. Nice. I'll have to break, break that out soon. Mm-hmm. Um, so other funny story about Dogman before we move on. Mm-hmm. So. You know that Jason Mewes, who plays Jay, obviously, he's had uh, drug abuse problems, correct? Yes. Okay. He's clean now. Um, he was going through it a lot like during this period of, I think it started on Chasing it. Maybe, yeah, I think it was Chasing Amy, if I recall correctly. I'm not, I'm not going to look it up, but it was definitely around Chasing Amy time. He started experimenting with harder drugs. He always smoked a little weed or whatever and drank, but he started messing with harder drugs on Chasing Amy. And then... From there, it just kind of went downhill on him, unfortunately. So when it came time for Dogma, which was two years after Chasing Amy, he was like full-blown hooked on drugs. And literally, Kevin Smith came to him and said, look, I want to do another Jay and Sil- I'm doing this movie. Jay and Silent Bob are in it. I want you to be in it. But look, you got to get off the drugs. You you have got to be off the drugs. And so Muse kicked the drugs. And then once he was clean... He told him, look, we got some big name actors in this movie. Kevin Smith did. He said, we got Alan Rickman in this movie. And he, he's British and he doesn't he doesn't fuck around. And and so he's like, you need to know your lines. No messing around. You need to know your shit when we get on that set and everything. So here's what Jason Mewes did, Lamb. He learned his lines, but then he, he came to set. And then, like, you know, they started doing, like, rehearsal and stuff because they literally would run lines and stuff because the shooting schedule was so small and everything was so short 
that uh, they would run lines and kind of do like rehearsals and blocking and all stuff, almost like a stage play. Mm-hmm. And so Muse showed up for the first day and Kevin Smith's like, hey, fucking asshole, where's your script? And Muse is like, um, I don't need it. And then Kevin Smith's like, oh, really? Okay, well, he starts running lines with him. And sure enough, every single J line he had memorized. And then they started doing something else. And he looked over at Jay and he looks at Jay and Jay's literally mouthing the words of a different scene that he's not even in. And he goes to Jay and he's like, what the fuck are you doing? And Jay's like, he's like, did you memorize the whole script? And Jay's like, yeah, I didn't want that British motherfucker to be mad at me. <laughs> he memorized <laughs> the whole dogma script. Listen, sometimes you gotta, when people are, when people are given that, that uh, last chance, mm-hmm. the, the talent that they had comes out to the nth. <laughs> and it definitely did in this case. So, Jane Silent Bob, you watch Mall Rats. I did watch Mall Rats. I'm going to transition those two characters from the world of Dogma into the world of Mall Rats. And I'm going to let you kind of speak your thoughts about this film because Mall Rats, ironically enough, was the first Kevin Smith movie I, I had saw, I, I had seen. <laughs> So going from dogma to mall rats is a little jarring. Oh, of course it is. Uh, That's why, why in order dogma comes after, of course. I mean, in you order, work up it, the dogma. it, it, it kind of does. But the thing about it is that the way this goes is it made me sick to watch this movie again. I'm so sorry. Because... <laughs> It really, I just really couldn't stand watching the movie over again. It made me feel ill. And it's not the movie's fault. It is actually because they're talking, it's a bunch of teenagers literally shooting the shit through the mall. And I was like, I'm sick and tired of these kids already. <laughs> get off my lawn. God. Go get some jobs. Go get some jobs. Go, and I really go wanted to. Be- social security. I really wanted to be that jerk to be like, get the fuck out of here. Go get some, go get a job. <laughs> and I was like, all right, I can't do this anymore. It took me four days to watch. It took me four days to watch the movie. And it's like an hour and 20 minutes. Yeah, it's 94 minutes. <laughs> Unless you're watching extended. I, I struggled. I am sorry. I don't understand. It, it didn't hit me like everything else did. Like dogma. I understood it. I, ate it up. Have you had any of those moments as a parent where when we were kids and like we would be watching stuff and then our mom or dad come in the room or a family member and it's like, what are you watching? This is so dumb. Why yes. are you watching it? Like, did you have that moment with this movie? Listen, yes. I feel like, <laughs> I feel like my son could have watched this and he would have enjoyed the fuck out of it. Of and I, was, I mean, some of the things that they're going through, like my son wouldn't understand because he's going to be like, why are they sitting there in the mall? Oh, also, one really big thing to look at. Mm-hmm. How close people used to sit in there next to each other back then. It's really odd, but if you look at if you even look at it in the movie, you see how close everyone sits to each other when they're at the tables? Like there was <laughs> there was a table that's like two seats, but there are three people sitting in it. And they're like damn near in each other's laps but they have but they're super comfortable in it and i'm like yeah we used to be like that 
and it, and I remember there was no problem with that. I can't think about sitting in that seat with two people now and somebody not being like, yo, your your thigh's like way too close to mine, man. Can you just like stop gaping? It, it's it's completely different now, man. <sighs> man. But but yeah, like I'm just looking through um some some captures. Like here's Brody and um and TS sitting on the couch at uh, Brody's house. Mm-hmm. And they're literally on this little ass love seat and it's barely big enough to hold both their asses. And yet here they are, right next to each other, and and Brody's wearing a boxers and a robe, yep. no pants. And here's TS right next to him. Completely so comfortable. That's hilarious. Something I, I would not even thought of. Oh, man. I'm done with small rats already. Done with it. <laughs> Oh, no, no, I want to go back. I'm not going to make you talk about mall rats if it made you that uncomfortable. It was so tiring. I can't even. I'm sorry. I, it was just. And and you know what's funny? When I was watching Clerks, I was like, "Damn, these guys really are schlubs." Yeah, but, but they're working, and it's and it doesn't feel like you're watching a bunch of schlubs. Whereas in mall rats, you're like, "You guys are fucking idiots." Yeah. Yeah, uh, exactly. Um, <laughs> I did not expect that response. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm sorry. It hurt my fucking kids. Fucking kids, get off my, get out of my mall. I'm trying to go to JC Penny and buy a new pair of khakis. Damn it! Today, sir, not gonna happen. Um, damn. When was the last time I watched Mallrat? It's it's been at least, it's been at least within the last seven years or so Serious? um yeah I, I haven't watched it that recently um i watched it more when i was younger but the, the main thing that made mall rats for me was stan lee in the uh, movie oh yeah he does have a cameo in it he, yeah it's a pretty big cameo because he's the one that convinces brody that he needs to go after um shannon doherty's character um renee you know, you know it's weird you seeing him in there doing that reminds me of every other single every single other cameo he's done and it always seems like it's really short and i was like all right <laughs> right this and one, this, one this is like the first a, but this one he actually has a conversation yeah yeah he has several lines of dialogue i think he's in the movie for at least uh five to seven minutes mm-hmm. just talking to brody in the mall um so th- that was like major for me because as immediately once i realized that Brody was in the comic books and he's talking about X-Men and everything. I'm like, oh my God, there's a movie in there talking about comic book stuff. And He was in like, the comic book store. Yeah, he, he was in the comic book store. And he's playing NHL 94, which <laughs> some would say is like the greatest hockey game of all time still to this day. Some would say that. Yeah. Um, like all of that is, is completely crazy. Um, but Mallrats to me more than anything is more like a snapshot of where a lot of these people's careers go because Shannon Dotery was like fresh off of getting fired from 90210 or whatever happened with 90210. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to check that. This is early Affleck, um, like one of his earliest roles. Stan had a beard. Kevin Smith's girlfriend was in it, Joey Lauren Adams um, at the time. I mean, she went on to be a major figure in Chasing Amy. Like the whole movie is centered around her, literally. Um, Jeremy London, I, I'm going to say that this may like since this movie came out that I, I don't think it did anything for his career. I figure I think it was more of a bigger deal beforehand. And then of course you have 
Ethan Suppley, who was the sailboat guy trying to see the sailboat the whole time. That was hilarious because those magic eye pictures drove me nuts as a kid. Because my parents were lo- like, they loved them and were into them for like a good year. No kidding. The magic eye things. Yes. Yeah. My my parents had like wall size, like big picture frames of magic eye pictures. Well, I'd say we at least had five or six of those things floating around the house, and they're probably still there. I don't think they ever got rid of them, so they're up in the attic. So I thought that was hilarious with Ethan Suppley. And then, of course, Jason Lee and Ethan Suppley went on to go on to one of my favorite sitcoms, My Name is Earl. Mm-hmm. Um, it took them years later to actually have that happen. But um, that, that it's definitely a time capsule for me whenever I look at this cast and all the things that happen. But I would say it's one of Smith's weaker films, looking at his whole run from uh, Clerks up until Clerks 2. Why do you say it's his weaker run, though? Why would I say that this film is weaker out of what he's 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 actually done? Mm-hmm. I'm glad you asked. Well, I consider the zenith of of Kevin Smith's View of Universe and everything being like it'd be from '94 up until Clerks Two, which came out in 2006. Throw Jersey Girl out because it's not part of that universe. So Clerks was. Obviously, very independent as fuck, and he shot it, ran up some credit cards and did it, uh, got picked up, major deal, went to Sundance, got all this notoriety, awesome. Mallrats is, was those like, okay, yeah, we know you're funny, we want you to make one of those teen comedy movies that's going to make us a whole bunch of money, let's do it. And so Kevin Smith sat down to write his teen comedy movie, and we got Mallrats, oh. and everybody hated it yeah. when it came out. That's probably why it, it, this was panned. Yeah, it, it, it was definitely panned. And what had happened was it got a second life thanks to v- video rental from VHSs and eventually DVD, came a cult classic and found its footing and then eventually ended up making money. So that's what happened with Mallrats. Chasing Amy was like a reset button for him. So he's like, I tried to do the the bigger budget comedy thing. It didn't really work out. I want to tell this personal story that I find funny about the straight guy that falls in love with a lesbian. He goes and makes Chasing Amy and everybody loses their mind about there. Like, oh my God, Chasing Amy's so good. Oh my God, Chasing Amy. I can't believe you had that in you, Kevin Smith. Nobody knew. None of us had any clue. And then from there, that's when he's like, you know what? I just proved that I can I can make some I can pretty much do all kinds of genres. I'm gonna go all out and do Dogma, and then, which is a, an excellent film in my opinion, as far as the the things he tackled, but then also still being funny at the same time and getting good performances out of everyone, like we said. And then Jay and Silent Bob comes out in 2001, and that was like, okay, we're going to give Jay and Silent Bob their own movie. We're going to give you a decent budget, Kevin Smith. Here you go. Let's go make a lot of money. And it just didn't happen for him, man. Like the the budget was 22 million. They only cleared 33.8 million at the box office, and and so that was kind of like his his last supposedly was going to be like his final bow to that whole universe thing. And then he ended up coming back and doing Clerks two in 2006 to kind of kind of do a nice little capper on. Uh, the whole Clerks thing, because when he came back to Clerks, it had been 12 years since he had even visited those characters. So that's why I say that it, Mallrats is one and probably the weakest film out of all those five films or six films that I just mentioned. Okay. Okay. 
So what about Zack and Miri make a porno? What do you feel about that? Are we ready to step, step away from the Jay and Silent Bob stuff? Because I'm ready. I don't know. We didn't say nothing about Clerks yet. No, we, we didn't. We'll, we'll go back. Well, let's go yeah, back put to Clerks. Put a pin in Zack and Miri. Put a pin in that. because We can talk. Yeah. We can definitely so, talk. So you watch Clerks too. I did watch Clerks. I like I like Clerks now more than I did as an adult. I mean, when I was younger, like when I was younger, I liked Mallrats only because I can kind of understand their position. Mm-hmm. Whereas now I understand Clerks' position oh so perfectly, well. especially after Best Buy. Oh God, especially after Best Buy. Mm-hmm. But the whole thing where you're in a position where you may not like what you have, but you're comfortable. And then somebody's like, well, if you don't like it, why don't you change it? Because there are options out there. <laughs> and, Absolutely. And, and I've been on both ends of it. I was like, damn it, I could change this, but I'm comfortable. And then telling somebody else, well, you could change this, but you're comfortable. I completely get it. I, I do as well. And the funny thing is I worked in a convenience store like during the summers of my after my freshman year and my sophomore year in college. Oh. And I had seen clerks before then, but then after I had seen after I watched clerks after those years of convenience store, I could relate so much more. And then after I did the shoe store years, I could relate even more mm-hmm. because it like he it was the perfect snapshot and this was his life. He he was a a counter clerk at a, at a at literally at that quick stop that's where he shot it they shut down everything and then they shot it at night and they did black and white film because it was cheaper um and that's why it's probably in black and white in case anybody's wondering um, I, I always thought that they went back and turned it black and white because there was a something about that being released in color afterwards i don't remember it be, was it released in color let's okay hold on hold on for the 10th anniversary Clerks 10 DVD release, the scene was produced in color. Uh, no. No. Okay, hold on. Hold on. I know it's in here somewhere, Podcasting 101. Damn it. Film, 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 film. 134 references to film, of course. The film was shot in black and white and roughly edited due to a very modest budget of $27,575. To acquire the funds for the film, Kevin Smith sold a large portion of his comic book collection, 93, and maxed out 8 to 10 credit cards with $2,000 limits and dipped in a portion of funds set aside for his college education and spent insurance money awarded for a car, Muse, and he lost in a flood. (laughs) And it worked out. He became a film director. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I actually really like about Clerks? What's that? The banter. Because there's a whole lot of it in Clerks. Oh my god, yes. And I think they Tarantino better than Tarantino. Girl Holly Quinn, aka Dr. Harleen Quinzel, here to tell you all about it's like a podcast or whatever. We talk about nerd stuff and life stuff, and if you want to know what we're about, check out the Powie Awards, our 100th episode, Q and Slay, or Theater from Our Butts. Have a good day, puddins, and love, trust, and belief.
if there's anybody who wants to put Kevin Smith dialogue versus some Tarantino dialogue, this is the movie to pull it from. 100%. This, this really is. But I think the the thing about Tarantino dialogue is that it could be complete. The dialogue is completely opposite of what's happening on screen. Right. And there you are know. real people having completely unrelated conversations to what's happening, just like we do in our everyday lives. Right. Like um, Samuel L. Jackson saying, that is a tasty burger. Out of context, you're like, oh, that sounds hilarious. In the scene, you're like, oh, damn, dude, you just stole his burger and you're about to kill him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it it is not a game like Dante and Randall's rapport. Like you, you get the feeling they're best friends, mm-hmm. but you also can tell they've spent way too much time together. But then you can also tell that they do this to each other every single day, damn near. And they've been doing it for a long time. And All of that comes across on the screen. And they support each other and they drag each other down at the same time. Mm-hmm. Because when Dante wants to do things, Randall's like. Oh yeah, let's just go do it. When Randall wants to do things, Dante Dante's sometimes. Like, I don't know about that. But then, guess who's driving Randall there? It's Dante. Yeah. Like Dante wasn't going to go to that funeral if it wasn't because Randall was like, "Well, let's just go." And That's then right. they went. And then they knocked over the casket. <laughs> <laughs> Classic. Classic. But yeah, I think like if any if people have relationships like that, you know exactly how it is. Your best friend is there for the the great ideas, the moderate ideas, and mm-hmm. the terrible ideas, and they'll support you through all of them. They they really do. And um, some, the best the best of best friends will support you, and when you do the bad things, they're like, yeah, well, I told you it wouldn't work. But I just wanted to be there when it doesn't work to help you get back on your feet. <laughs> that sounds like Eric Greenlee right there. God. Oh, and listen, he has it. He he's not going to be there when he tells you it doesn't work. I don't think he's going to be there to watch it not happen. He's like, I don't want to watch you die. <laughs> well, I don't think he'll go to that extreme. I, like, but he would like, I'm here to pick you up after you fall. That part. But if he's like, yeah. you're going to die, he, he's definitely not going to be like, I encourage this so I can see you die. No. No, you're taking it way too far. That's kind of where my friendship comes in. I uh, gotcha. Need somebody to take it too far? <laughs> I'm that knife point. I'm that guy, and I will also drive five seats to do it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, hey, Mike, there is a... Cool, let's go. <laughs> I, um, When I first watched this as a kid, I think I watched it on the Sundance channel, and I, I just didn't get it. Like I was like, oh, these guys just sit around and talk all day. What is this? But then when I rewatched it not too long ago, like it, it's the perfect snapshot of being out of college or out of high school, not in college, trying to earn your way and having nothing better to do than stand around at work all day and just and just talk to your friend and everything. And they did a lot of shit, man. Like they went to a funeral. I mean, uh freaking uh, Dante was trying to debate between two girls and then they had a hockey game on the roof and then of course they, had to, they couldn't get the gate up and then like just all these different hijinks happen like they go over to is it R, R, what is it, RS video is that where um, Randall works at hold on yes. I'm looking now okay yeah where he leaves to go to another video store to get the movie that he wants yes 
Yes, he does. He's he's worst employee ever. And um, he, you know what you know you know what the movie he went, ends up buying right or renting right? What was the movie again? The movie is a pair of hermaphrodites having sex. Yes. I yes, was like, it is. and he ends up watching it there when um, Caitlin comes in, mm-hmm. and she's like, "What is this?" And he was like, "Homework." <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it's terrible. I'm going to end up watching Clerks tonight, and I have no business doing that by the time we finish and what time it'll be. So maybe I will just save it for tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, Clerks is it. It deserved all the accolades it got. It's a complete. It is a pretty much masterclass in how to pull yourself up by the bootstraps and make a fucking movie. It's also a complete movie. It it is. It it hits all the points. It has a plot. It has a start, middle, and end. It is. It is a very well thought out, very well delivered movie. Right. Like the whole thing about it is that even though it's one whole day, in in Dante's life, like and, uh, everything that happens in it is like individually could be one day in somebody else's, you know, yeah. all of those, all the, every single time somebody keeps opening the door and asking him, are you open? It's hilarious to me. Oh man. We, we get that all the time on uh holidays. Like when it's non-national holiday and people calling like, you guys open? Like, yeah, we just answered the phone. Yeah, we're open. Like, seriously. Like, well, why would we answer the phone? Wouldn't it say, welcome to so-and-so, and we're not open today? No. There's a live voice on the other end. You're asking if I if we're open. No, I'm just here answering phones. Yeah, this is why, I like, depending on who calls, I answer in different, uh, in different voices. Yeah, exa- exactly. <laughs> I don't know how many times somebody's called, and I was like, Hello, and thank you for calling AOL Movie Phone. <laughs> They're like, what? <laughs> so here's a burning question for you, Lamb, since you watched it most recently. Yeah. Caitlin or Veronica? Veronica. Veronica. Why? I believe, just like Randall does, that that Caitlin's going to leave him again. Because the way that she left him and it wasn't necessarily for the Asian guy, uh, what's his name? Singh, but she really did leave him and they weren't together and she kept calling him a baby. Whereas Veronica was like, no, you're just down on your luck right now. You need to just find something to focus on so that you can be a better person. And she's stuck 36 dicks. Uh, that's professionalism right there. There ain't there ain't nothing wrong with that. No. Do I what I want to know? What I want to know? No. But I mean, if it happened to come up, I'm like, you know what? Let me just give me give me 20 minutes to kind of digest. Maybe maybe a couple hours. <laughs> but regardless, I'm coming back, and then I'll be like, so. No, wait. You have to think about. I mean, when you think about it, you're like, 36. You know what? I never asked you why you're so good at this. This makes sense now. Exactly. Practice makes perfect. Mm-hmm. And, and that, Dante that wouldn't bother me. Dante should have thought about that. He's like, no, I'm not mad because it took 36 tries for, we, for us to get here. 
Exactly. Even though there was snowballing involved. Oh my god. Yeah. And Wikipedia just just has that right out there. Like, no, don't forget no. about the snowballing. <laughs> when she was explaining it to him, and I was like, "Wait, you mean?" Because in the back of my head, I was like, "Snowballing, snowballing." And then mm-hmm. she explained it to him, and I was like, "Ew." And he didn't get that she was the one that did it because I knew that she meant that she had done it. And he was like, what? You did it? And I was like, (laughs) (laughs) you didn't know what to do, did you? Yeah. I'm not one to uh, shame anybody. Um, Uh, I would not want to know the snowballing. No kick shaming. I mean, listen, you keep the girl who's willing to snowball you. You said you kick the girl? (laughs) You keep that. (laughs) Because that's one in a million. Because... Imagine just having to explain that to somebody else. Like, no, no, no. Afterwards, I need you to spit into my mouth. Explaining it alone, you get the weird looks, and then there's like, will she do it? No. Maybe. Man. I I have to agree. I was on Team Veronica, even even though I have not been, um, I've not watched it recently. I, I, I'm a firm believer, especially after all the years I've been in my current relationship, mm-hmm. that it, it is better to to uh, have faith in the person who says that they love you and wants and is constantly there and has shown you they constantly want to be there versus the person who broken has broken your heart before. Exactly. And, and plus you fed no fucking the dead guy. <laughs> Dude, that is hilarious. And that was the other part, like her fucking the dead guy. I was like, so. But he, the dead guy was kind of also fat, so you didn't notice that, right? I forgot when I had forgot he was in there. Like, I mean, obviously Dante was in the bathroom, and like, mm-hmm. I mean, in the front, and then you saw her in there. And I was like, who the fuck is that? Like, this dirty whore. And then I realized, I was like, oh, my God. The old guy from along. Oh, man, listen. I was so mad at him, at that old guy because he reminded me of customers before. It was, <laughs> it was like, all right, I tried to help you out, but you're just taking advantage. You know what? Fuck this. I'm all set. <laughs> I'm just yeah. lucky that I was in a position in positions where people where I was given full trust. Mm-hmm. And so so what happened was I was at Geek Squad and, uh, you know, we, we pitched services, right? Yes. And so this one person came in there and like, look, I, I I need you to check my my computer. This is the only computer I got. You know, I'm like, all right, cool. Um, How about I check it in? for 32 bucks and which is our basic cleaning Mm -hmm. i would check it in and just you know tinker around look around see what may be going on with it before our uh before our major 120 dollar thing and they were like the gold standard no that's that's the standard fee it was like 120 dollars and then if we had to add the operating system 
It was the cost of the operating system on top. So, oh, got you. Yeah. So it was like, damn. It, it, it's, yeah, that hundred and twenty dollars covered um, our service, not the software. So okay. if they had, to, Makes if, they sense. had the, if they had the disc, they could give it to us, and we and we'd wipe it and start over, because you know people have viruses and it was just fucking their systems over. So um, I was like, nah, look, thirty two dollars. That's what all. That's the minimum I can charge you, so that we can get this started. He was like, man, look, I don't even want to. I don't have the money to do this. I'm like, and I was like, you know what? All right, uh, I'm gonna go on break. You want to talk to my manager? You can go ahead. <laughs> and, and so my manager comes in, and he was like, "Yeah, so you want to check this in?" And the guy was like, "Yeah, I want to check this in." But he was talking about thirty-two dollars, and my manager and I'm sitting there in the back, right? So I can hear everything. Right. And he was, and my manager was like, "He said thirty-two dollars, but that's not how much we cost for our diags. That's a hundred and twenty dollars." And the guy was like, wait, what do you mean it's $120? He was like, well, what Michael was charging you was for cleaning. But what he was telling you he was going to do was a diagnostic, which is $120. Do you want to check this in for the diagnostic? And the guy was like, no. Can I check this in for cleaning? And my manager was like, I'm going to check this in only for cleaning. <laughs> right. And my loud ass is laughing in the background, just like, ah, clean that shit. I ain't touching it. See, that's what happens. That's people, exactly what happens. People just keep fucking with you and, just, and don't know when, you, when, when you're trying to support them. Although I'm saying this and my wife is like, yeah, yeah. People <laughs> like when you're trying to support them, huh? <laughs> <sighs> Are you keeping her awake again? No, nah, she's out. Oh, nice. That's what's up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, so we've we've covered clerks. Was there anything else you wanted to say about clerks? I think clerks was probably his best movie. Uh, let's get into the shits. Um, okay. Um, so we're 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 going down the whole the whole filmog then whole discography. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Jason Amy is really good, but I can't put it over Clerks because it is a very sm- it's it's a story it's a small story that's mm-hmm. that is kind of blown out as far as it can be pushed, and it works. And then the the whole resolution of how we're going to fix this thing between the best friend and Ben Affleck and and her name's not Amy. Um, what or what is what is what is what is homegirl's name? Hold on, it's right here in front of me, uh, Alyssa. The whole way that their plan is, we're gonna fix this so that you guys stop fighting and we can all get along. The whole we're gonna have a threesome and this is gonna make everything better between <laughs> Holden, Alyssa, and Banky. That I is the most so. ridiculous. Like it, it, it's not a bad idea when you're a twenty-something-year-old and you're like, oh, you know what? Let's just all banger and then we'll get out of our system. But you know. It's a very, very small-minded resolution. <laughs> it's almost like I don't have a way to end this, so let me just let me just do this, and it works, and it makes it funny, but it, it kind of hurts the whole landing. Mm-hmm. The thing that hurts Dogma is it was the idea and the execution were great. I almost wish that 
he would have handed off directing someone else so that it would have been filmed slightly better. Cause I feel like if it was filmed slightly better, I think that ups the quality of, of the film. So I'm not going to go dogma Jay and silent Bob. No, I'm not going to say that. So there's only three movies in contention here, lamb for, for, for best, best Kevin Smith movie for me. And it's going to be Zach and Mary uh-huh. clerks Two, and clerks. Ooh. Ooh. I'm I'm actually glad that Zach and Mary made your top three because Zach and Mary is hilarious. Let me tell you that the night of my wedding, which has now come up two times during guest month so far, because <laughs> I've had two different guests on who were actually at the wedding. Night of my wedding, we, ah, we did not wasn't there. We can recreate this one day. We there will be a vow renewal, and then you and Bane and and Marcus and even Maps. And his his six family members will all be invited. Wow! That yeah, is, that's a that's a, all right. Yeah, I know I'm risky businessing over here. <laughs> Shout out to Maps. So <laughs> a lot of people you're asking to come down from Detroit. That's true. Maybe I'll just have the wedding in Detroit. Ooh! You think Angel will go for that? Um, depends on what. No, she won't. Yeah. Thank you. Um, yeah, the night of my wedding, we, uh, did the whole thing where it's like, we're not going to see each other till you walk down the aisle. So we're going to stay separate. So she stayed at the house and then I stayed at my friend Moose's house, uh, which, uh, he lived in Morgantown too. The Moose. Yes. We've talked about him before. Yes. Yeah. Moose is the man. He lives in Miami now making that security guard money and I never seen him anymore. So it makes me sad, but he was like, yo, Kells, I can't make it to your wedding. Um, got to work. I couldn't get out of it. I'm real sorry. I'm like, that's all right, Moose. He's like, but you can totally crash my house night of, and you have access to my video games and to my DVD collection. Mm. So I'm like, awesome. So I was playing PS3, and I was trying to play, ironically enough, MLB The Show 2007. And I was like, this shit's whack. I don't like this game as much as I liked it on PS2. So I stopped playing that, and I was like, ooh, Zack and Miri. I haven't watched this in a while. And I sat down, and I watched Zack and Miri, and I was like, this movie is so freaking good and it should have made a lot more money than it did i blame it on the title and also poor choices as far as advertising goes on both sides on smith's side and on the distributor side so i really love that movie and then clerks 2 no one i really didn't think the clerks 2 would work i'm like how is he going to do clerks 2 like really like i do are we really do i really want to see more about Dante and Randall. Yes, actually I did. Mm-hmm. And then you throw in the always the life of Rosario Dawson, other than the fact that uh she's dating who's she dating? Ben Carson? No. Is that right? Who's she uh, dating? No. What was I don't remember. She's dating some politician. He's one of the dudes running for president. Black president nominee. <laughs> 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 I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. I don't care. Let's see. Where where is he at? You know, it'd probably be SBU's Rosario Dawson boyfriend. <laughs> I was like, Podcast ben, 101. Ben Corey Booker. Ben Ben Carson, Corey Booker. You know. They're very different. Same same person. One of them is <laughs> one of them isn't uh isn't Ben Carson. <laughs> <laughs> but the always delightful Rosario Dawson's in it. Uh Credit kudos to Kevin's wife Jen Schwalbach, who played Dante's girlfriend in this film. She and this is like the biggest role he ever gave her, and she kind of knocks it out of the park. 
Um, she's pretty funny and does some ridiculous stuff. We get it movies. We get to actually be in a fast food, different setting, everything. And there, there's a lot of cool things that happen, including a donkey show. So Clerks 2 kind of nailed it when no oh, one expected it to. That's right. There was a donkey show in there Clerks 2. There was a donkey show in Clerks 2, my friend. They kind of nailed it. So I say all that to say this. I feel like Kevin Smith because I just went on this 10-minute diatribe just to pick my favorite uh, Kevin Smith movie. I'm going to go with Clerks 2, man. Simply because the moment that Dante realizes that, is her name Becky? That's off the top. Let's see if her name's Becky. Oh, look at that. Rosario Dawson's character, Becky, is pregnant in the movie, and he realizes he's going to be a father. And it's a life-changing event, and he's actually having a baby with someone that he truly, truly loves. It's probably one, like, it's... That's the mo- that's the moment for me that tops everything else. There's a lot of funny moments in Clerks. There's a lot of great writing in Clerks. There, Zach and Miri. I have to say the the sex scene between Zach and Miri that happens where they're supposed to be <laughs> boning for the movie and then it literally turns into softcore porn. And I'm like, yo, I'm turned on, but then I'm also moved at the same time. That that did a lot for me. And Craig Robinson's great in that movie, and Seth Rogen and Elizabeth Banks, who I love. But I'm going to go with Clerks too, being the best Kevin Smith movie. So I think Zach and Mary was uh, one of the movies my wife and I had gone to go see. Mm-hmm. But we were going to go see movies. Eh, no, this wasn't before MJ. This was after MJ was born. Because I think Zach and Mary. MJ. Yeah, you ruined everything. <laughs> 2008. He was born. Yeah, he was two years old. But we were, we just went out. And we went to go watch a movie. And Zach and Mary make a porno was just hilarious to us. Um, I don't know if I watch it now, if it'll still be as funny because... It holds up. It, oh, it does? It oh. holds up nicely. It really does. I've been finding Seth Rogen to not really be uh, as funny sometimes. Like, some t- some it, his shtick just doesn't work for me anymore. And it it's more annoying than cute. So if he hasn't aged well for you, then you'll have problems. So if, if you're having, a, if you have an actual issue with Seth Rogen himself, then it may not land as well as it used to, but well, I think it's still pretty good. Well, maybe it's any of his newer stuff that just doesn't work so well, but I mean, I haven't seen that movie where he was uh, trying to bang the, it wasn't, she wasn't the president. She was like the Charlie Theron. Yeah. Being like the hottest woman that he could ever get in his entire life. No offense yeah. to his wife. Which is interesting because a lot of the women he's on the other side of are decent. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's he's had quite a few very attractive uh co stars. Yeah. But Andy yeah. was Pumbaa in the in the Lion King. Charlie Theron. That is shooting up there. That is that's some that's some great A material. If it, if this is two thousand and seven, Kellen, I would probably be like, uh, that's some prime. That's some great A meat right there. Right. So <laughs> I think, and and also, um, Zach and Mary made a por- make a porno is where I first got hip to Craig Rog- Robinson. And uh, and he was funny on the Office, but he wasn't this funny on the Office. No, I don't think the Office had as much for him to do as this. And hot tub time machine. 
Right. He got more to do in the office after Hot Sub Time Machine in this movie, actually, I believe. I believe so, because that's like like season five, season six. Mm-hmm. So then they were like, oh, well, all, you know all of these people now, and you know the people in the back part of the office. Let's see what really happens when you turn them loose. Love it. Um, but Clerks, I think the theme in the movie, it's still... It's still very real. There's a lot of the things that are going in there where people are still even reading newspapers and still reading porn. You know, not really happening, but, you know, excuse me, not really happening in a physical way. Mm -hmm. But but people still are. And how people are absorbed in certain things and how people will, uh, like, I don't know if you remember somewhere in the beginning of the movie uh, where... The guy was talking about how cigarettes are killing you. Yeah. And he worked for the gum manufacturer. (laughs) We get that all the time now where one person or one manufacturer will say something is trying to kill you. And they're pushing something else. There's always a hidden agenda, man. There's always an agenda. And it was and it was hilarious that um, that his girlfriend is the one that that kind of points this out. Which is another reason why I want her to stay. Want her to be the one instead of Caitlyn, because yeah. she, because she she literally saves him in the movie because they were about to riot inside of the store. They were. She saved his life, so I think she deserves it. But anyway, so the message in Clerks is still true, and I think that's why the original Clerks is. My top movie. Okay. And then Zack and Mary make a porno is second. And Clerks 2 is third. One of my favorite scenes in Clerks 2. The the Jackson 5 scene, man. Like, who who knew that we needed a musical number in a Kevin Smith movie? But it, it, it's, still, it, it's still hilarious. You can look at that on at YouTube right now. Is that the... And the I Want You Back... Clerks oh. 2, I Want You Back, okay. when they're dancing on the roof together. And I think it's literally when she tells them I'm pregnant. Oh, God. That's the second time they had something on the roof as well. That, that's true. That's a that's a throwback right there. You're 100% correct. Yeah. They just keep using recycling the same scenes. They're like, hey, uh, is this like a week later? <laughs> Clerks <laughs> life or what? Yeah. Um, well, it's several years later, obviously. I'm I'm surprised. Did did you want to know more about Veronica or Caitlin in the, the sequel, or we really didn't need it with everything else that happened? <laughs> I kind of would have liked more about Veronica and Caitlin. So the reason why is because um, towards the end of the movie, you kind of start to flesh out their lives a little more because mm-hmm. you meet some of the people from his high school who are like, oh, you really didn't know about... Um, the guy that Caitlyn was fucking, she, she was like, oh, you didn't know? Everybody knew about him. And he didn't know. Yeah. He, he was completely lost, man. He was completely oblivious. And then um, uh, Bustles McGee, uh, what's his name? He was like, oh, yeah, I remember her. And then all of the other people involved in it, and you're like, this is still a small town, so there's a lot that happens, and a lot of backstory gets filled from these people about him 
and it's really interesting to hear. And I would have liked if Clerks 2 kept going with some of that that was happening towards the end. And even if they brought up that the guy that the dead guy and his family in Clerks 2. Because uh, they should have had like a they should have had a memorial to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that uh, I think that would have been cool. But you, you've heard the, no, the news, though, haven't you? Lamb? No. Is there going to be a Clerks 3? There is going to be a Clerks 3. Because thanks to Jay and Silent Bob reboot getting done and how quickly he was able to pull that together and get everybody to come back and everything. The whole reason that we never got Clerks 3 in the first place is Randall, Jeff Anderson, Mm -hmm. didn't want to come back and be Randall. Well, apparently because Ben Affleck and, and Kevin Smith made up, Kevin Smith reached out to Jeff Anderson and they made up. And so they will be making Clerks 3. So I would expect it within the next two to three years, my friend. Two to three years? Yeah, yeah. Probably, make, probably sooner than that, honestly. Marvel movies faster than they make. Well, movies. if you remember, like it was just this summer where on Kevin Smith's YouTube channel, they were posting where they were filming Jane, Silent Bob. And here it is October and it's come out now. So I could be a liar. We may be watching We may be talking about Clerks 3 around this time next year. Very true. Very true. It does, it does not take much. Like I thought it was fascinating because one of uh, I've mentioned this before. My boring ass life. It's literally Kevin Smith's blog that he was writing at, at one point. They turned into a book, and I was reading it. Like he had he had gotten like the newest technology, or whatever. When he's on a set of Clerks two, and he literally was shooting shooting scenes, and then shooting during the day, and then staying up half the night editing, and then having finished. Um, edits of the scenes they did the day before to show the actors like and this is in 2006 when they were doing this so with the technology now if he's still shooting that same kind of way and editing that same way like it's nothing for him to turn around a movie pretty quickly especially when it's something like this that's that he knows like the back of his hand and i've lost him to the keyboard ladies and gentlemen oh you didn't lose me i'm still listening i <laughs> i just really had no response i was like hmm. Do I, do I have things to fill in with that? No. What, are, what do you want me to say? Yeah, yeah. And this is how the sausage gets made, ladies and gentlemen. Gotcha. All right, man. Um, do you want? Do you have anything to say about Cop Out? Have you seen Cop Out? I haven't seen Cop Out. Is that something I should check out? Well, well, the whole thing with Cop Out is that was the reason that he supposedly was going to quit movies and start focusing more on podcasting and started the Smodcast Podcasting Network and all this stuff because the reviews for Cop Out once came out and was so bad that he just got angry and it really hurt his feelings at the time. Aww. And yeah, I'm dead ass. That's what happened. And so he's like, I'm not making any more movies. And he turned around a year later and released Red State. And then he made two more movies after that. And now Jay and Silent Bob. But, Did I watch Red State? I'm trying to no, he, it was that. a really weird horror movie that also had a lot of religious ties to it. Mm. I need to rewatch it again because it, it's been a minute for me. I think I watched it when Netflix had it, and that was a while ago when Netflix had it. Because I think Netflix got it like the year after it was released. It came, like it came out in 2011, so I think I watched it in 2012. So it's mm. been a minute for me. Um, the problem with Cop Out, you don't need to watch it. It's fine. It has its funny moments. Essentially. Kevin Smith was supposed to do Mark Wahlberg and and uh, what's your boy's name? Will Ferrell. He's mm-hmm. supposed to do their mo- movie. The one that ended up being um, 
what was it called? Damn it, it's already on the tip of my tongue. Oh, Pain and Gain? Uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Will Ferrell wasn't in Pain and Gain. No, uh, it's funny because you said Mark Wahlberg. Not Stepdad, not the Stepdaddy movie or whatever. Step Brothers. Step, no, not, you know how they have like the, him and Wahlberg have done oh, yeah. Daddy's Home, the Daddy's Home movies. The Other Guys, that's what it was. Because mm-hmm. The Other Guys came out in 2010 and so did Cop Out. Kevin Smith was originally supposed to be on Other Guys, but then they decided not to have him direct it. And so when that happened, um, he got Bruce Willis, who had worked with on Die Hard 3. Is that right? Die Hard 3? Die Hard 4. Die um, Hard. The, yeah, Die Hard 4. Got him to come in and Tracy Morgan. And then Bruce Willis just treated him like shit the whole time on set and didn't want to do shit, apparently. <laughs> and so, yeah, Bruce Willis didn't want to do shit the whole time and fought him the whole time doing the movie. And then the critics hated it. And that made him want to stop doing movies altogether and then he came back a year later and was like, hey, here I am, guys. Here's Red State. Here's something now. that none of y'all really want to say. I feel better now, guys. I can I can do shit again. I, I, I can bust my movie load again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, wait, wait. bitch. Wait, what? Ricky Martin is having a fourth child? I thought he was gay. Damn, you know? I want to edit that out. Ugh. <laughs> <sighs> uh, damn it. You know, I just uh, right. So moving on then. So <laughs> this is this is all your fault. It is. It is. I say the wildest shit when you're on here. I did good with a Jay Z episode. Maybe it was because it was a different kind of episode. It was so much more focused. That's why. Yeah, we're we're definitely just kind of running through some things. You know, that just reminds me of uh, South Park, bigger, longer. Uncut. You mean one of the greatest movies of all time? Yes. And Saddam Hussein, every time, was like, don't be like that, Satan. Come on. Satan, come on, guy. Come on. <laughs> and Satan is just like. That um, movie made me stop watching South Park, if you can believe it. Why? The movie was just so perfect. I have never really had interest in watching South Park ever again. Oh, okay. I can see that. Yeah. Like, is... I know South Park is still great. I'm not disparaging the newer episodes or however many seasons come out since the movie, but the movie is literally perfect to me. It it really is. It's one of the best. It it is one of the best animated movies ever. And uh, it's hilarious still. It it doesn't get enough credit and people don't know it well enough because I will be singing songs from the the movie and people are like, what are you singing? Like, never saw South Park, Bigger, Longer, and Uncut. What's wrong with you? Every now and then, um, you know, I tell my wife, hold on to me, Wendy. And she was like, you know what? <laughs> Let's take a time. <laughs> oh, man. And then get... just screaming, shit, shit, shit. I hate fucking guard dogs. <laughs> Classic. Oh, my God. I might have to watch that again, but there's too many kids around. Yeah, I know. I know the feeling. Um, I wanted to, I wanted Angel to hear my t- 2007 voice. I was like, like, did I talk like this all the time when I was around? And she's like, I don't hear a difference. I was like, I need to play it for you when it's turned up, because I was, I just knew that me and Edward cursing every like five seconds, so I didn't couldn't play it around Leah. She so, said, you don't hear, she doesn't hear a difference. Does that mean you're still a potty mouth? <sighs> well, yeah, I'm definitely toned down now, though. Oh damn. Uh, yeah. No, uh, no. I actually, I believe you because I feel like 
Eric and I have ruined you and you've you started cursing more after us? No, I don't I don't agree with that. If anything, Marcus has been a bad influence on me because I probably I probably I probably say nigga more than anything more than I used to. Cause we'll, me and him get together, they have like nigga, like nigga, like nigga, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> have a growling competition using a racial slur. Why not using our word? <laughs> um, was it? Was there anything else you wanted to say about Kevin Smith, my friend? While uh, sitting here, no. I just hope uh, you know whatever he does, he, he's happy doing it, and we're happy he didn't die from a heart attack. Oh hell That's yeah, we're happy he didn't die from a heart attack. That's one of our favorite geeks out there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, listen to several podcasts that he's been on since then, um, and they're all great, but I'm severely biased again. He was on, I don't know, if, I feel like I may have told you the story, but maybe I told somebody else. He was on Anna Ferris's podcast, Unqualified. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah, and it, her show is literally an advice show where people call her on Skype. Well, she calls people on Skype, and then they's like, oh, well, so-and-so this happened. She's giving relation advice. He was her guest, and... Him and Anna just sat there and fought for like 90 minutes about different things, and it was freaking awesome. Can you send that to me so I don't have to go and look for it myself? Absolutely, as long as it's not behind a freaking paywall. Hold on a second. It wasn't that long ago. Paywalls are for schleps. I I have... I have money. (laughs) No, not not at all. I have uh, other ways of getting... Oh no, it's not behind a payroll. You know why? Anna Ferris loves us, and Chris Pratt does not. That's why. <laughs> Anna Ferris <laughs> does she? Even though she makes mom, and I don't know how I feel about mom. Word. Yeah, and it's not her because I love her, and I love uh, the other actress that's on her on there with her. What is what is her name? Uh, um, um, Frick. It's uh, uh, Allison Janney. Um, love both those actors, uh, but the show. Nope, not clicking any buttons for me. You know what Anna Ferris movie I do enjoy way too much though? What's that? The House Bunny. Really? Yeah. Have you watched The House Bunny? No. Well, I, I didn't think so because I watched the weird shit. But literally, it is about a Playboy bunny who gets kicked out of the out of Playboy Mansion and she ends up at college. And yes, there's appearances from the girls next door and Hugh Hefner in the movie. Mm. And she's like one of the girlfriends. And it's like peak Anna Ferris as far as physical conditions. So you have that. Uh-huh. And then uh, it's just a, a funny, sweet, a funny, heartwarming tale about this bunny who's going out in the world to kind of sow her, not sow her wild oats, but make her mark in the world besides just being pretty. It's it's a pretty, pretty uh, decent way to spend a um, couple hours, it's not even a couple hours, an hour and a half. If you ever do happen to run across it, but don't seek it out. You don't got to take my word for it. If it happens, it happens, Lamb. Well, she was also in waiting. She was in waiting. Waiting waiting gets so forgot about because Ryan Reynolds is such a megastar now. But it was such a good movie. It, it was. And you know who doesn't get enough roles? Who was also great in Zack and Mary and had like one of the best parts in Zack and Mary? Ooh. Justin Long. No, he had a lot of roles. You think? I mean, he was in Die Hard, yeah. But I mean, I feel like he 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 had that moment where he's like, "I'm in everything," and then it's like he's now he's like, "Hey, there's Justin Long. I hadn't seen him in a minute." Yeah, because like I really felt like he was going to be somebody that was around for a while. I think, but I was obviously wrong. I think he is the one that took a backseat to everything because, you know, he was in all sorts of movies. I mean, mm-hmm. oh my god, oh my god, his his. 
I am Brandon St. Randy, one of the most hilarious scenes Kevin Smith's ever written. Let's see. He was in Galaxy Quest. Jeepers Shit. Creepers. I ha- okay, I-, I should just shut up. He was in Dodgeball. Jeepers Creepers 2. He was in uh, Raising Genius. Accepted. Yep, Dodgeball. Yep. Live yep. for your die hard. Alvin and the Chipmunks. He was Alvin? The voice of Alvin? Yeah. Did you ever look at who play the chipmunks? No, because I was like, this are my chipmunks. Look at the list of who plays the chipmunks because it's uh, just it's oh, him. Another it's Kevin Justin. Smith connection. Jason Lee plays Dave Seville in and the movies. Justin Timberlake plays, uh, I forgot who. No, he doesn't. Yes, he does. Just Matthew Gray Goobler is Simon and Jesse McCartney is Theodore Seville. Oh my god, in one of the movies, Justin Timberlake. Maybe is. maybe it was like the second or third one. Did let let's do a chipmunks deep dive. We have nothing else to do, apparently. I'm let's right. see. We're just saying um, the squeakwool. Squeakwool. See, I can't even say the squeakwool. Um, let's see. Nope. Same people was in the squeakwool. Christina Applegate played Britney. Shout out to Christina Applegate. Have you watched Dead to Me on Netflix? No. You should watch Dead to Me, and you should watch Sex Education on Netflix, too. You're giving me a lot of movies. Well, you know what? That's what I do. I've talked about these things on the pod. I'm I'm planning on doing pods about both of those shows. Giving me homework. Uh, Yeah, because because I get a lot of homework from my podcast peers, so it's only right that I pass pod work homework onto my peers when they appear on my show. I don't want to say it out loud because my kids may hear, but fuck that. I ain't doing homework. Fuck that homework. Like, I'll pa- I pass all the tests with hundreds. Why do you need homework? <laughs> We're here in the class. I didn't check. I am, I'm, I'm doing the work in class. Fuck homework. Yeah. <laughs> homework yeah, is I, I kind of agree. Yes, I was wrong about Justin Long. So, so my apologies, Lamb, that I didn't realize how much he was in because, I mean, Zach and Mary, he was in Pineapple Express. I forgot about that. Express. That was the deleted scene. Yeah. Did you, I never watched Still Waiting. Never watched a sequel to to Waiting. No, neither did I. Waiting was good enough. Didn't need part two. Another movie that I love, even though, and I only got reminded because he was in Old Dogs, um, I love Wild Hogs. Wild Hogs. Yeah, that's the motorcycle movie that's Tim Allen, John Travolta, Martin Lawrence, and William H. Macy. That was good. That is a fun way to spend 100 minutes. And I that might be a movie that when I go sit down and do movies, I can't turn off again, which I haven't done in a couple years. (laughs) I I need to, I bet you it's on here, Lamb. Let's go to the Google Keep document. Movies I can't turn off. I'm kind of worried that this part of the pod is better than Kevin Smith pod right now. It, it could um, be, but we're just like shooting the shit through it. We're like, damn, there's yeah. a lot of movies out there. It, it is. Let's see. Movies I can't turn off. Let's. There it is. Wild Hogs right there. Wild Hogs is a really good movie. It is. So, yeah, Justin Long has Ray Liotta was in it. That's right. He, oh, Ray Liotta was totally in it, man. Yeah. Oh my God! I remember and and, and Marissa Tomei. Ah, we love Marissa Tomei. We love Marissa Tomei. Shout before out she, to the wrestler before she became. Um, Shout uh, out to Happy Hogan. Yeah. Before she became what? Wait, she is Aunt May, isn't she? 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I couldn't hear what you said. I thought you said before she became, uh, and I was waiting for the rest. And you oh, said, no, I said Aunt anything. May. I was like, she is Aunt May, isn't she? Yeah. Where am I mixing up my names? Are um, you going to go watch uh, Bad Boys for Bad Boys for Life when it comes out, Lamb? Uh, yeah, support black business, but I don't know. Because <laughs> I haven't seen... Um, if you say I haven't seen Bad Boys one or two, no, no, I've I've seen Bad Boys one and two. I haven't seen um, that new Will Smith movie. Um, oh damn, he was all over his IG. Why can't I think of the name it's of it? Millennium now. Man or something like that. That 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 would be a Gemini Man. Gemini Man, you're close. Yeah. You gotta think Mega Man. Yeah, the Blue Bomber is so so not happy with that. Yeah, where is a tape measure where I need it? I I don't know. I'm sorry. I it really is terrible because every time that I need a tape measure and I can't find one. Where is that damn tape measure, Kevin Smith? And if, and you're sitting there, you're like, I didn't know we were looking for a tape measure, but okay. Let's do a deep dive on tape measures. What's your favorite kind of tape measure? Yeah, I like those rolling tape measures. The soft ones. Yeah, those are the Ooh. best. Nice. Well, you know why I actually like them? My my mother uh, and both of my aunts were seamstress. So Ooh. I'm used to seeing them using them because they're the ones that they would, you know, measure dresses and hems with all the time. Mm-hmm. So I'm used to seeing them roll, unrolled, and slide. And I know the sound of it all the, uh, from my past. It's That's just weird now that I think about it. That's very weird. But it's something from my history, you know. It, it is, it is, and the memories that that will come for sometimes, or sometimes those same memories that we'll always cherish. Right, and that's uh, my words of wisdom for today. Feel like we're cherish your memories. Put some uh, bo- some uh, boys to men on that. Just really low. I in can't the do that. You know, I guess handsome Bane be like, I hate boys to men. Boys to men is the worst. He'll I'm say, turning this off. He'll say it after, and he's already gone almost two hours into this episode. He's like, I hate. I'm not, I wish I could do a handsome Bane impersonation. I hate, hate, hate boys to men. It is such a waste of my time. <laughs> and, and wait, you no. Know, did you listen to uh, our episode? I have not listened to your episode yet. I, like I said in the in the chat today, all I all I've been listening to is Simmons right now. I don't even know what's wrong with me. I did listen to um, a podcast called Fresh from a few weeks ago with Maps' solo episode. I did listen to that. It's very good. The Masterclass Genesis one, really you know, good. His 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 podcasts are hilarious. They're so really well done now too. Mm-hmm. Damn, I feel like he he was originally learning from us. Now he's Masterclass. <laughs> He he knows his shit, man. Yeah, he 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 is like he like I said I uh, did a solo episode of a of a podcast called Fresh, and mm-hmm. I did my normal mix on it, and I did it in my kitchen. So I did a hyphenation mix where it's like you you can tell it it wasn't recorded on the condenser. I'm just kind of doing whatever, and I'm just talking into the microphone. A normal hyphenation episode, and I said something last night. I was like, "How did it sound?" I was like. How was it? And I said, actually, what did you think of it? Because I know that you hated how it sounded because you didn't mix it. He's like, I didn't say that. I was like, you thought it. Because I know how you are about your mixing. <laughs> You're like, you thought it and I knew it. 
I was like, you probably like, why is he in this loud ass kitchen? Why isn't he using his good mic? Blah, 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 blah. You know why? Because it's easier for me to plug my little um, microphone into my old phone and just go ahead and talk uh, and and do that. Yeah, I do. It's it's um, it's the same one that I did that unboxing video for two years ago. I still got that same mic that I got from Best Buy for like 17 bucks. Hey, still working. So it's, it's still it's still ticking. And it's, it's been dropped a few times, and it's still working fine, so I'm not mad at all. <laughs> so I'm going to end this on a funny story, Lamb, that you might appreciate. Actually, it's an aggravating story, but this will just save me from telling the story on Hyphenation tomorrow morning when I'm recording Sunday's episode. Happy Halloween, everybody, by the Happy way. Halloween, Happy Halloween. Get all the candy you need. Get all the candy. Ladies, bring out all the wonderful costumes that you feel like it's your body you have agency do what you want fellas hands off unless they say please do yep all those things happy halloween be safe welcome to november don't be a creep <laughs> don't be a creep wear your wear your sunglasses if it's bright out merry men that's lamb's advice always always, always have sunglasses it's in the middle of, it's it's a it's midnight Keep those sunglasses on because you never know who's going to be, you know, a sexy ghost. <laughs> it's so true. So went to um, a, a trivia night the other night. It was for the Student Parent Association at the school where Angel teaches. And we went last year, Lamb, and we won. Our table won. So we're the defending champions walking in. I go in very cocky. I'm very good at trivia, especially this kind of trivia. Pop culture stuff, 80 stuff, like n- nothing crazy. It's not like, what's the square root of 4 million, 2 billion, 3 seconds, and, and 2 millennia? I wouldn't be able to do that. Um, but if you ask me, uh, let's say, w- what's the most popular TV show of the 1970s, I'm going to tell you it's... Any idea for our answer? Uh, all in the Family. Really, Lamb? You said the seven. Oh no, that is the... All in the Family, I think, was late 70s, 80s, honestly. I'm not looking. But if you had to pick what the most popular show of the 70s was, Lamb, what is your answer? Uh, most popular show of the 70s would be... Oh, God. I don't... Uh, Welcome back, Carter? Would you say the Brady Bunch at all, Lamb? No, I wouldn't have said the Brady Bunch. Okay, well, I argue with three people at our table saying it's not the Brady Bunch... They want the most popular show of the 70s, and it's easily MASH. Yes. Oh, MASH. Is it MASH? It was MASH, and they put Brady Bunch down, and we lost a point. I was not happy. I can see that MASH, I I liked MASH. But also MASH, you can tell, is uh, when you when time for you to go to bed, because it used to come Mm -hmm. on. It it was MASH and I... Dun, 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 dun. And Night Court, is that what you said? Yep. Night Court's music was always so dope that it was hard to sleep to. MASH, you could fall asleep to all day long. Well, it's weird because I would start... Wa- I, you would fall asleep at the end of Night Court because they would repeat the intro song again. Mm-hmm. And then you have to get up and turn off the TV because you hear the MASH intro starting. Oh, Okay. So I'm very competitive, Lamb. I want to repeat as champions. That's my main goal at this table. Even I was like, Angel's like, where do you want to sit? The same table where we dominated last year. So we're sitting at this table. Mm-hmm. Our team is slightly different, but we're doing good. People start listening to me after the whole MASH debacle. And by the 
after 10 rounds of 10 questions, Lamb, we're on top. By minute, we're on top, comfortable lead, but they threw a curveball at us this year. They're like, we're going to do a bonus question where you have to bet up to 30 points. Oh, and no. if you get it wrong, you lose those points. If you get it right, you get those points. So that way, it's anybody's ball game. So even if you fucked up for 10 rounds, you could still win this and win the money. We're going to donate our money back to the parent association because we're nice people like that. But the point is I wanted to win. I wanted the bragging rights slam. So what had happened was the last question, we decided to bet 30 points because we had to or we were going to lose if someone else had the points. Mm-hmm. The last question was put the Harry Potter films in order. Okay. So the first movie was Harry Potter. Yeah, all of them had subtitles, uh, subtitles under them. Yeah, yeah, they did. They did. Oh fuck it, I wouldn't be able to do that. I know. Definitely, you... Hollows was number six. I'm trying to think. I'm not. I'm not looking it up. I should have. Well, I'm, I'm looking at it now. There's actually seven films. Yeah, should have been six because they split the last one in it's half. The last, which is what they do. Well, it was also unnecessary, but I mean that's what they did with uh, Mockingbird as well, and I think yeah. they. And with Breaking Dawn. They did it because of Mockingbird, and it was stupid. So here's what happened. Yeah. All right, so I know nothing about Harry Potter. I I have seen the first two movies. I've never read a book. I own the books, and now I own all seven movies, thanks to a generous co-worker who gave them to me recently. Oh, Oh, no, that means you guys lost on that question. So this is what I'm told. Oh, we got this. So-and-so is an expert. She knows everything Harry Potter. She, she's going to get this. So I'm like, all right, cool, 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 cool. Mind you, we've been drinking the whole time. Oh, no. Yeah, so I'm nice and toasted, and so is she. She was drinking Jameson. Lamb. She knows all of the random facts about Harry Potter, but not the name of the books. Or so movie. I look over, because we're allowed to help each other. I look over to see what they're writing down for the answer. And they got a Philosopher's Stone. Yeah. Or, um, or Sorcerer's Stone. I don't know why this says Philosopher's Stone. Yeah, same shit. Yeah. Um, well, oh, okay, that's the UK release. Do I, I do I need to make sure I'm at the right list here? I don't want to be using the wrong thing. Anyway, Sorcerer's Stone, Chamber of Secrets, Prisoner of Azkaban, mm-hmm. and then I see them right in order of Phoenix and Half-Blood Prince. I'm like, where's Goblet of Fire? <laughs> And like, oh my god, we forgot Goblet of Fire. So they go and they get in. They go. So they get in the right place, from what I remember. So they had Sorcerer's Chamber, Prisoner, Goblet, Order Phoenix, Half Blood Prince. I go over to Angel, who's on the other side of the table, and I said, "They need help. They're not going to get this. I don't know this answer. Y'all need to help her." Oh no, no, no! She's totally got it. She's totally got it. So I get so stressed, and I'm also buzzed that I'm just like, I'm just gonna go outside. I'm just gonna stand outside. Standing aside for a few minutes. So I'm outside for like eh, 90 seconds tops. Mm-hmm. Come back in, completely stressed out. And then Angel's like waving to me, like waving, waving, waving. I'm like, I'm like, what's wrong? They don't remember the name of the last movie. And I'm like, could I have pulled it out of my ass? Maybe, but it wasn't happening then because it's not my bag. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I don't know the answer. I don't, like, none of y'all can think of it. No, like, none of us know it. And I was like, and they already took the paper, and they just took the papers. I'm like, so we just got this answer wrong. Yeah. So we lost Slam. 
By after what? dominating for 10 rounds because no one could think of Deathly Hollows. Uh, that's the first thing I said. <laughs> it was. It's the most recent one. It was. I mean, it's six years old at this point. I mean, eight shit, eight years old, old at this point. You but know, that's not the point. Out of all movies you should sit in and rewatch, just let run in the background, Harry Potter might be it. I'm planning on... Re- I want to read the books and, I, and I'm going to watch all the movies. I have all of them now. So I'm, I'm planning on eventually just jumping into it because I know I'm going to love it. Yeah, I things, just, are, I things, things are also a little different in the books, but only mm-hmm. in, in the... I'm not going to say it. You'll find out. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, the movies, especially since you can watch them like back to back to back, you'll appreciate them so much more. Well... Now, that's my story of defeat from Saturday night. <laughs> Shut up, man. Uh, Lamb. Sir. Any recommendations or words of wisdom for the people before we get out of here from uh, our half Kevin Smith episode now? Mostly recomm- Kevin Smith. Recommendations. Um, I still recommend Kimetsu no Yaiba if people haven't watched it yet. The full first season is out and the movie um is coming out the movie is going to be one whole train arc and i think it's a fantastic way to do it as someone who's read the manga and is ahead i know it's going to happen i'm prepared nice um i recommend people start reading again i got myself a kindle in february and i'm really only just now starting to read a whole ass book through it (laughs) it's and would you believe that i haven't had to charge it since (laughs) um the book that i'm reading right now is called uh, hang on let me open it up it's the last something uh, <laughs> it must be a real good book ladies and gentlemen no it is actually a really good book or at least to me, it's, <laughs> it's called the last something by something jones oh god you know what i could have found it faster if i just went to uh my kindle my Kindle. Yeah, my Kindle cloud reader. You're right there at the tip of my finger. Hello, Kindle. How are you? My Kindle. Yes. And then I open it up and it's like, hi, how are you? Oh, the name of the book is called The Last Archive by Chad R. Odom. Chad R. Odom. Okay. The last. So I'm looking up right now. This official website. There may be. Oh, now he has an official website. Um, okay, there's a badass night on here, right. and it's called the Last Art. Okay, so it's a series. Yeah. So you're and reading Ascension, I assume. I'm on the second book right now. Oh, look at you! You're you're midstream right now. I didn't know I was gonna. I'm not gonna say I didn't know I was gonna go that fast. It just kind of happened. But the good thing was this was on sale on Amazon, and it was ten bucks, and I was and I'm kind of chomping through it nice um i also went back and had to rage read some terry goodkind because i didn't know i was so far behind (laughs) rage read how does one rage read oh it mm, no i'm not going to describe it It, it'll ruin your day does it hurt No, so I had to go back. Read the book. Read it. You stupid piece of shit. You can't do anything right. 
It's only 400 pages. What the fuck is wrong with you? Shut down. Fuck the kid. Don't answer him. Read the page. You missed the line. You didn't read that correctly. Comprehend. God bless America. Do it, Lamb. Do it. I'm doing it, sir. I'm doing it. <laughs> I feel bad for myself just yelling like that. Yeah, it, it, it was weird. Having Filthy to go, maggot. Having to go through all of these books all over again. But I did it because I needed to remember or try to remember all of the things that happened because the the series continued on for five books. And where it ended, it said, was this is the last book in the series. Mm-hmm. I'm like, word. And now there are five books after the last book in the series. Oh, yeah. I'm coming. So to see- I'm, you're talking about the Sword of Truth series, I assume, correct? Yes. Okay, I'm on Wikipedia. Don't be that. Don't be impressed. Oh. Um, so where did you think the series actually ended then? Uh, the book, the, the series I thought ended at uh, The Confessor. So you thought 11 was the end, but lo and behold, four years later, your boy, yeah, your boy Terry Goodkind said, hit you with the omen machine. Uh, you said nothing. And then the first Confessor. Yeah. And then the third kingdom. <laughs> And then Severed Souls. Mm-hmm. And then Warheart. And Warheart is supposed to be the last one. And I was like, so I guess you're not getting into the Sword of Truth universe then. The, the, the Nisi Chronicles. I'm gonna... I'm or gonna, Children of Dahara. I'm going to go into the Children of Dahara and all of the other books, but I just need to complete this. <laughs> you know, sometimes you're a completionist. Like, I did... Uh, wow, what? whose series did I finish? Um... Octavia Butler, I read almost everything that she had because I was a big Octavia Butler fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there were a couple other people. Oh, uh, R.A. Salvatore, because I was on a binge and read everything. At, at one point, I, read, I had read everything in the Forgotten Realms. Everything in Forgotten Realms. It was ridiculous. And then I stopped. I literally stopped reading. Unless it was... Uh, oh my god, this is years and years of work right here. Yeah, it is. Um, my sister and I... So, let me see. Shout out to Nancy. Yeah, so 10 what years... Up, Nancy, Nance? 10 years ago, my sister and I donated about 600 books to the library. Because, you know, I was moving and I can't take all of that shit with me. 600 books is a lot. And the library didn't know what to do. <laughs> she was like, just put, just, just put all of that over there. I'll get to it when I get a chance. I was like, okay. Do, do I get a receipt or something? She was like, I'll see what we can do. <laughs> but she, she was going, the woman was uh, going through it initially and she was like, you're filling in so many books that we've been waiting to get. The whole YA section was basically refilled, and I dumped off like so many manga series at the same time. And then they renamed the library. It should have given me a f- public library. Should have given me a fucking wing. They they should have. There you have a wing in at a hyphen nation at hyphen podcast group headquarters. I I do. Yeah, it's, it's called Gorilla, Gorilla Monkey. And, oh, I like it. Yeah. It's real nice. 
<laughs> you have to come by and see it sometime. It's got it's got tall uh, carpet. The kind of carpet that you have to put your shoes <laughs> off in. It's yeah. got tall carpet. I was like, what do you want wall carpet? Like what no. are you talking about? <laughs> no, no, no. You've never been on those shag rugs or like Yes, I know what you mean by by tall carpet as far as thickness goes. It's yeah. you want T H I C C thick. Yeah, thick. Thick. MJ Carpet. <laughs> thick boy. <laughs> like, yeah, no, at, oh man. If I ever have a my own space, that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna have a nice thick ass carpet. Have you heard of the Wheel of Time series? Yes, Robert. You've Jordan. read it, haven't you? I have. Okay, I'm. I'm thinking about getting into that because um, my coworker and friend recommended it to me. She's peeled off all these books, and I heard they're getting ready to move into major motion picture mm-hmm. format. So I'm kind of interested. I think I'm going to jump in here um, with the Eye of the World at some point. Probably get it from my local library. Everybody go get your library card. That's my recommendation for today. Oh, actually, before you go into the library, look to see if your library card has an online ser- if your library has an online service because you may be able to just read it online. Mhm. Very true. And Which is an amazing service that a lot of public libraries have. I'm able to get all kinds of things. I have like two different apps that I'm able to use for my library card and the cool thing is about having a library card, um, shit, mm. use, um, oh man, I had it, I had it, I think it's gone. About oh, funny thing, that's what I'm trying to say. Bringing it back, let's rewind that. Oh, and also, Lamb, did you hear about how when Kanye's album dropped? Yes, Kanye dropped an album. How the only digital service was available on was Hoopla. And you can only access it with a library card. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and it was for like several hours. It was only Hoopla. It was not on any other service. Like, I don't know about Tidal or anything like that. And I know when on Spotify, I checked. It I know, took the others a little bit longer to get I know up to I speed. Went, I know I went online. 1230 okay. on, on Spotify, it was on. Oh, was it? Yeah. I, I just know I went on oh, Reddit. And they you know, do the, the game threads on hip hop heads, mm-hmm. and they're like, they had a hoopla link. Everybody's like, What the fuck's hoopla? I gotta have a library card listening to this new Kanye. What the fuck is that about? And you're sitting there, you're like, Dude, that means you can listen to it for free. Mm-hmm. And I happen to have the app on my phone, but guess what? I ain't use that shit to listen to Kanye West. I do. Last funny story today I did force Marcus to listen to Kanye West in the car when we were coming back from getting wings the other day. We listened to the new clip song featuring Kenny J. Kenny G. Kenny G. Kenny J. I kid you not. And the best part about it, Lamb, was Kenny G. Like, literally. Yeah. So there is actually two songs on there that I think are actually good. Okay. I haven't listened to anything besides Use This Gospel. The one that's called Sila. Mm-hmm. That one's actually good. And closed on Sunday is hilarious to me, just because it's it's. But it's not Chick Fil A. Yeah. But let me see what else. Sila, I think, really was the best song on there. And um, was there anything else that I think is good? No, I think that might be it. Oh, Hands On. Oh, you enjoy Hands On too? Yes. 
if he maybe dropped it when he was supposed to, maybe I've been like, cool, well, I'm going to listen to it. But I, I literally only listened to the Kenny G part, and I was like, I'm good. You mean last week? No, well, no, like in September when they're they supposed to drop it. And I was talking about it in the chat. I'm like, you know what? I might have to listen to this. I, I'm mm. kind of intrigued. But they pissed me off by like not dropping all weekend and then not announcing a new date. And I was like, you know what? Fuck this nigga. I don't think any time he would have dropped this would have changed how I feel about it. Like, it's not that good. Beautiful Tarko something was in ten. Washington was eleven. So I'm gonna say it was twelve when he got with Kim. All right, so it's been eight, uh, it's been seven years and some change. And some change. But you know that's a good long time to be with somebody and not realize, hey, this person is, um, you know, their business is is really. Oh, what the hell? Skype just sent me a video. That was not me. So uh, you know, but. Her business is her body. Mm-hmm. For him to try to negotiate it anyway is wrong. And I can see if he's like, hey, how about we pull back on certain things? All right, maybe. But nah, he's he's just talking about how uncomfortable he is. And it's he's not seeing it and, from his perspective, as right. Kanye does. And it's not. It's not saying, oh, hey, I think this would look better on you. And, hey, if you're going into something to be a more mature person, maybe you want to do this for the more mature people. No, this is Kanye is uncomfortable. Kanye wants you to stop. Kanye, eat a fucking dick. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to name that episode, this episode that Kanye, comma, eat a fucking dick. Love. Love, love Lamarick. Hell yeah. With love. And it's funny because I always felt like I would love to talk to Kanye and be like, who are the realest people around you that don't tell you, you know, no. not no, but how to navigate your answers, how to navigate your responses in a way that other people will understand. Like, you know, some of the shit that he says, it is understandable, but the way he says it, you're like, no. No, that's completely wrong. Mm-hmm. It puts people in a very defensive state. He was doing that in the Zane Lowe interview. I was peop- I just listened to like small snippets of it, and I'm like, God, I- and he's doing that stupid voice that he's been doing for like five years now. Right. Where he's like, I talk like this, and I'm very articulate. I'm Kanye West. And he gets a record, and he's like, what's up, y'all? God, it's great. You know, wired shut. <laughs> That's a Uh terrible Kanye. But, you know, that whole... And I think you're right. That whole articulation thing is him trying to get out what's in his head in as clear as possible uh, verbally, Mm -hmm. vocally, without, you know, stuttering and running over the, the words. And I think he needs to... Find a find something else. Find another way. You know, maybe he needs a second 
another an extra second during these interviews to sit there and and chew through his own response and be like, wait, that's not what I meant. Because he goes on these tours, he goes on these tours after his rants to clear up what he said. And I know. And you know, hey, how about let's clear, let's say what you mean first, so that people don't have to be like, "Damn, Kanye, why do you have to say things like this? Can you just be a little clearer, bro? Let's do that." That's that, that's always been his main problem. Clarity. It, Clarity, yeah. <sighs> All right, Lamb. Well, we've been talking for a while now, as yeah. we're known to do. We we talked about Kevin Smith movies. We talked about Kanye West. We, we talked about Kanye West. That dude we we could. We could. I mean, we we've talked a lot about a lot of things. We this is what happens when we get on. When you get on, I didn't I didn't organize shit because I was kind of like. Hey, let's talk about some Kevin Smith movies. You're like, all right, cool. And then we did that in like ten minutes. It felt like. I hope you enjoyed the Kevin Smith episode part of the episode as much as I did the rest of the episode. I'm not gonna I lie. Did. It was uh, interesting to go over, and it, especially because the Kevin Smith movies were like my early twenties. Mm. There's, there's a lot of. I'm very different from back then, so you know, <laughs> going through movies back then and seeing how I felt more than what the movies were showing me to how I feel now and what the movies are showing me. Completely different. Gotcha. Yeah, um, so Liam, I appreciate you, man. Welcome to the Six Timer Club. Ooh, there's only a few of us here. Yeah, I think you're the only one here. No, Mark it, Rob's been on, like, more than six times. I know, there's Marcus, and then there's you, Yeah, and then... I think next would be Angels at three or four now. Yep. And Bane is at three, I believe. No, Bane is at four now. So yeah. So yeah, you you've surpassed Eric and Angel. But you haven't beat Marcus. You're never gonna be Marcus unless you start coming on here like once a month just to talk to me. I may have to do that just to just just the to top the show in Mad Love Monster, yeah. the Thought Father. Thought Father must come down. Well, I understand. Mm. All right, guys, thanks for listening. This is brought to you by hyphenpodcastgroup.com, Morgantown, West Virginia-based podcast collective, bringing great podcasts to the people, and the markrob.wordpress.com, written by my semi-regular co-host, Marcus Show and Mad Love Robinson. He writes many great words. He just put up a piece called My First Song, recapping some of his time in San Antonio and the journey that he's on in life. I just saw him in person the other day, and it was awesome. And you heard the eight-minute conversation we had at the end of episode 128. So that is how the, the sausage gets made. I'm tired. I'm forgetting how to end my sentences. So, Lamb, thanks for kicking off Guest Month, and thanks for ending Guest Month. Uh, thank you, B hyphen of hyphen nation, King hyphen, God hyphen. Oh, stop. I don't want to turn into crime nation. And then, ladies and gentlemen, next time you hear my voice on Sunday, and unless something happens between now and then, it'll be a solo pod. We're going back solo. Well, me and Marcus is going to get together soon. We're going to, apparently, he wants to talk about the best songs of 2000 and 2009. So we're going to do that. Ooh. Maybe. 
Maybe we can get AG to come on. Wait, wait. You have to have a consolation podcast. Or best albums. I'm sorry. Best no, projects. No. no, you have to have a consolation podcast with your daughter because uh, your Browns got trampled. Uh, they're not my Browns. Uh, no, you're Browns. Okay. No, I'm just I'm the producer, and they they had no show, and I was like, "Hmm, Aaliyah, do you want to do Browns on our blood?" And she's like, "Sure." I'm like, "Okay, let's do it." The Raiders did not get trampled, but they did lose on Sunday. That's my team. Oh man, that's why we're Raiders gear in a video slam. That's not ironic. Like the black and white. No. Black and silver. I mean, black and silver. No, I am a Raiders fan. I'm just a producer. Browns in our blood. And I, I did that because I was like, we literally have no episode for week nine. Something has to happen. Something had to give. Yep. All right, guys. Until Sunday. Thanks, y'all. Podcast Network Production. They're the bestest. I'm getting paid at Exposure.